Cleveland, this is for you. Talking about balls. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, and I'm joined as always by Kyle Price and Timbuktu. Gentlemen, how are we today? Fantastic, my friend. How are you? You know, I'm great. I I hate being back in Cleveland, if I'm being honest. I had a fucking blast. Get that Disney. South Florida glow right there. Um, I literally, that was like the best vacation, arguably, that I've ever been on. I had such a good time. It was so much fun. It looked like you had a blast. So. I really did. I, I never wanted to come back. But unfortunately, here I am. Um, last week's episode, I just want to quickly make a correction for myself. I misspoke when I said the Cavs would be up 3-1. I meant the Knicks would be up 3-1. That was a... <laughs> That was a simple misunderstanding, or the, the Knicks were up 3-1. My it's apologies. A very simple misunderstanding. It really um, is. On my Mickey ears, uh, I left them there because everything else was so expensive. I didn't feel like buying Mickey ears. <laughs> um, maybe I'll get a Mickey tattoo next. Been doing this shit for years. Ha-ha. Well, that was actually not a bad Mickey. Wow. That's actually not bad at all. <laughs> you do voices too? My God. You are the, the producer that does it all here. Yeah, if this production thing doesn't work out, you got voice acting at least. I uh, I could do a Winnie the Pooh. I, I couldn't do That's also Disney. Oh, boy. Uh, that was kind of bad. As I say, I not, not your best. Let's stick to Mickey for the time being. We'll work on Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I used to do it better. You just want to wear a red shirt with no pants, don't you? That's, that's just what it is. Tim's always Winnie the Pooh in it. That's just how it goes. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I am back. We are live in studio, as always. We never miss a show because we are not um, the Steel City running lates. We, we come every week. That's what we do. Um, I know most of the Steel City Running Lights would probably want to do a show every week, but there's some people that don't, and I'm not allowed to talk about it, so here we are. Um, but with that with that being said, let's get right into it. Um, uh, it's like we never skipped a beat. The draft was last week. The NFL draft, the Browns did not pick, of course, until pick number, what was it, 74, I think? Yeah, third round. Yeah. Um, so, pretty good. It was, yeah, Kyle doesn't change. He just wears the same thing. It's kind of like a... <laughs> It's like a, a baseball player that's superstitious. He I, just wears the same outfit wear every time. I did. Technically. You, Kyle's worn this three straight episodes <laughs> in a row. Yeah, we've been meaning to talk about that. We're Actually, Dave's here behind the camera. We're having a meeting about hygiene here at the studio. Um, I don't so. have, I have... I have my smelly pants on today. So we're just... We're you waiting know, it's on... funny. I'm at way here as I'm thinking. I'm like, did I wear this vest um, last week? And I guess they must have. So we're waiting on one more person to arrive, and then the hygiene intervention will begin. Uh, yeah, he he that shall remain nameless. Um, but in all seriousness, yeah, we are here. We are here to talk about the draft. The Browns picked 74 first. Their first pick was in the third round, and uh, we've got them right there for all of you to enjoy. Um, their first pick was Cedric Tillman, the wide receiver out of Tennessee. Speed. Um, a lot of people think that uh, his name slips my mind. The other kid from Tennessee who got drafted right before that um, was was going to be the Browns pick. They got jumped. A, a team traded ahead of us and, and took a, t- the Tennessee wide receiver, so we took Cedric Tillman. I'm wondering if they jumped us because we were going to take him. Maybe they knew something. Or if Tillman was the pick all along, because I'm not going to lie. I like Tillman. I like his size. I like he, he has like a – I'm not comparing him to the player. Let's not get crazy. Um, but he has the same – like size and body frame as, as Josh Gordon. Mm, yeah. No, I'm, I was, I mean, I was pretty excited about the pick. I, I figured they were going to address either the tackle in the first pick they took or the receiver in the first pick they took. It's funny that we go from nobody in the wide receiver room really to 
I think we have too many people in the wide receiver room now. <laughs> you could never have too many. Let's be honest. The the NFL is a passing game. Um, it was funny watching the draft with my friends again. This was the first year that I did not attend it in person since 2005. Are willingly. you sad? It's Kansas City. Uh, right? no, no, not know? at all. Actually, I had I had a much better trip. Um, but it was funny watching the draft with my friends because, of course, they have their picks. My friends are Jets fans. My friends are Seahawks fans, Cowboys fans. They have their first-round picks. Yeah. They have their second-round picks. So the whole time, they're, we're watching, and we're, like, guessing players, and we're, like, excited. And then for the Browns, I'm just sitting there like, got to wait. Got to wait another day. Like, still got to <laughs> wait. And then finally the Browns were about to pick, and they were like, all right, what are you going with here? And I'm like, I couldn't tell you the player. I'm like, but obviously, as I mentioned on last week's episode, I said we're going to go wide receiver, <clears throat> offensive line, defensive line you can bank on that those are positions i no question about it we were going to address not in a particular order just those yeah just whatever andrew barry's board looks like those were the positions you can you can almost guarantee we're going after and sure enough that's exactly what they did we ended up taking um one wide receiver we took uh two defensive linemen we took uh two offensive linemen we took a corner and we took a quarterback so pretty much everything you could expect i mean nothing really too surprising again we'll go over the picks here we took number 74 overall. We took uh, Cedric Tillman, wide receiver out of Tennessee. Big boy. Very happy with that pick. Uh, pick number 98, we took Siaki Aika, the tackle. defensive tackle. Big boy out of Baylor. Um, a lot, he, he has a lot of red flags with his game that he's just pretty much a huge body run stuffer, kind of similar to Danny Shelton. But for pick nearly 100, I'm okay with that. I can live with that. When yeah. all we need is just we need extra bodies need on the depth. defensive line. We need line. a depth there, yeah. For we sure. need big boys that can stop the run. So that's a good pick. I like that. And, you know, I trust Andrew Barry. Uh, next up, pick number 111, round four to start off Saturday. The Browns took Daywan Jones, like the offensive pick. tackle out of Ohio State. Um, some interesting nuggets of info came out today, which make me really happy, but also a little skeptical on the pick. I don't know if you saw it. No. Um, so there were reports that came out that said basically there were a lot of teams that there there was one guy who had a mock draft who had Dewan Jones going 11th to the Titans overall that high yeah Jesus another guy had him going 32 overall he was a first round graded player so what happened in his interviews he told teams my dream isn't to play in the NFL it's to go to the NBA he's never gonna make it in the NBA he is a large man large men like that don't usually play he's six eight like three hundred something pounds he's a big boy. <laughs> Um, but he was telling teams that that's his dream is to play in the NBA. So a lot of teams kind of got turned off by that. They don't think that he's really committed to football. So he dropped like a rock. I mean, if that's the case and he's graded at one and we got him in four. That's how I look at it. I'm like, amazing. we took him pick number 111. And this is a guy that 24 hours before teams were like, yeah, he could go in the first round. No problem. So I, mean, I love that value. Maybe Miles Garrett sits him down and says, look, I've, I've tried the basketball thing. Let's Miles just, Garrett let's and Joe Thomas need to sit this kid down, have an intervention, <laughs> and just be like, listen, uh, Joe Thomas is going to make you great. Miles is going to explain why football is for you. <laughs> yeah. And I think they can do that. I uh, think, but I, I, mean, I love the pick. There's nothing wrong with somebody having aspirations to do a different sport. This just shows how athletic he is. He says, hey. I mean, that was I, the one thing, too, is when he got drafted, sorry to interrupt you, but they showed highlights of him playing basketball. Like, he does play basketball all the time. He loves the game of basketball. Uh, the one thing that would alarm pro sports teams is if you waste a really high draft pick on a guy who then a couple years into his contract hurt. goes, yeah, he could either get hurt playing basketball yeah. on the side or could literally say, you know what, I'm going to pursue basketball. So I have because you you have to diet differently. You have to live your life differently. You can't play both. So he would have to change everything and he wouldn't be a football player anymore. Right. So it's one or the other. So teams were probably like, well, we're not giving this dude a first round contract, all this money for him to go. 
nah, I'm just going to change sports. Was so it, I understand. Did Miles this year come out and say he's done playing basketball? Something happened or um, he's done doing that? No, like, I think he's still going to play basketball. I think the Browns just told him. I think he, he came out and said he's never doing the Pro Bowl again. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I okay. think basketball he still likes to play, um, obviously, until he gets hurt, which, knock on wood, that doesn't happen. But um, he's done – with the Pro Bowl, he he said he'll never he'll never go back to. They bed. can nominate him; he just won't go there and do anything. Correct. Yeah, yeah, he can make the Pro Bowl technically, yeah. but he just will never play in the events, which is smart. Um, but yeah, so, so that was the red flag I, that I that I saw in Dewan Jones he, today. Where was he? Was he a guard or a tackle? He's a tackle. He's a right? tackle. Yeah, he's yeah, huge. Right. Yeah. Six foot eight, three hundred something pounds. Like he is your prototypical tackle size. Uh, his comparisons were great. They're comparing him to some of the best tackles of all time because again, he could have been a first round pick talent wise. He was really good. Curious um, to see what happens in training camp now. I love it. I mean, this is a guy with Jack Conklin not getting any younger. Jedrick Wills getting his fifth-year option picked up this week. I forgot to jot that down. But right at the uh, right at the deadline. <laughs> Which I think is a good move by the Browns. It's kind of like their way of saying, like, step it up. If you want another contract, step it up. <clears throat> and I mean, other teams did it for for better players. They waited till the last day. I right. think it must be – it, there could be something in the language of contracts and in, in, with the way your salary cap works that they needed to wait. Yeah. Because there were other teams that waited for good players like Andrew Thomas of the Giants. He's a team captain. He's a damn good tackle. The Giants picked up his option the same day we picked up Jedrick Wills. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it was necessarily a bad thing. There were players like Jordan Brooks of the Seahawks, who I make fun of my buddy about all the time, who did not get his option picked up. Um, Jeff Okuda, he got traded. His option cannot be picked up because of that trade. That trade um, still boggles my mind. Yeah, so there, there were plenty of players whose options did not get picked up, and most of them were not too surprising. Mm -hmm. Um but anyway, back to the draft. So the Browns took Dewan Jones, number pick, uh, pick number one eleven overall in the fourth round. Great value pick there. Another guy they took is Isaiah McGuire, defensive end from Missouri. Um, just based on this guy that I follow, we've talked about him on the show before. C L E V T A at like at C L E V T A Cleveland T A on on Twitter. Super diehard analytic uh, analytical guy. He goes into detail. Like he can pretty much pinpoint Andrew Barry's board. Uh, most of these guys were on that board. Like he had Isaiah McGuire weeks ago as a guy who's checks all the boxes for somebody Andrew Barry would be interested in. So to get him in the fourth round, great pick because I think this was somebody that he mocked for um, the third over the third round. So to get him in in mid fourth, very good value. Good value. Uh, and then next up, we took quarterback Dorian Thompson Robinson out of UCLA. Um, very similar player to Deshaun Watson, just obviously not he's, as talented. I think what fifth year, like he played all five years there, right? Yeah, he, yeah. he he's a he's an older guy. But he's good. He's athletic. He's got a not the strongest arm, but he's got a pretty decent, accurate arm. Uh, he's just he's our backup. I mean, let's not read too much into it. Deshaun Watson's not going anywhere. Um, At least we hope not. Yeah, we don't think so. But Dorian Thompson Robinson <laughs> is young. We right now have Kellen Mond. We have uh, uh, Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs, and now Dorian Thompson Robinson. So one of those guys will be out more than likely. Uh, Kellen Mond, if I had to guess. Practice squad, do you think, or just cut? Uh, he'll probably be cut. I don't think we'll hold on to four quarterbacks. I think Dorian Thompson Robinson will probably be the guy that makes the practice squad, if anybody. Okay. Just because sense. You, most teams are only going to hold three quarterbacks. No sense in holding more, especially when you have your franchise. You hope your franchise quarterback in Deshaun Watson, you don't need to hold that many quarterbacks. Um, so that was a good draft pick there. I know a lot of people were were really high on him on in multiple teams. He he was very he was flying up the the, the draft charts leading up to the draft. Uh, next up, we took Cam Mitchell. Uh, out of cornerback, out of Northwestern, Greg Newsom's old teammate, really good friends. So they're both really happy to have him. He had a good senior year. I was looking up stats on him. He had to be at, what, I think he had like 10 or 11 pass breakups, three interceptions. Um, was right outside the top, like the Big Ten team, uh, all team or whatever for last yeah. year. So, so not bad, I mean, but for the pick we got him in, pretty good value pick. So the year that, that 
uh, Greg Newsom got drafted when he was at Northwestern, his yeah. completion percentage against him was 36%. Uh, Cam Cam Mitchell was 33%, so even better than, than yeah, yeah. Um, Greg Newsom, and we got him in the fifth round. So that's really good value pick there. They're good friends. I think he'll probably battle for the, the slot corner spot immediately because, remember, Greedy, uh, Greedy Williams is gone. So it's going to be Greg Newsom. It's going to be Denzel Ward. And then you're going to have Martin Emerson, and you're going to have now Cam Mitchell, I imagine, will battle for that fourth-slash-third spot. Uh, and then last but not least, we took another Ohio State Buckeye, Luke Whipler, the center. Um, a lot of a lot of Browns fans get pissed that that the Browns don't take Ohio State players. And two. they One drafted draft. two. They signed a few from undrafted free agency. So we have a lot of Buckeyes on this team now. So I don't want to hear any Browns fans bitching anymore. You got your Buckeyes. I Honestly, I sat back, and I, I didn't watch every single pick of the draft. I'm not sure about if you guys were, like, diehard TV, but – from what I saw in the Browns, with the Browns made picks, they made smart picks, value picks, got people later than we thought they'd actually fall, which is amazing. And it's just, again, yet another draft by Andrew Barry that just thumbs up. So for what it's worth, there's a guy who writes for The Athletic, who I think you're familiar with. I talked about him last year. He writes that book called The Beast. He, yeah, he goes yeah. into the most thorough, in-depth research on players you'll ever see uh, named Dane Brugler. He is actually an Ohio native. He does his list of top 100 prospects. He does a full mock draft. He does a report. He writes up a report for every player, and he graded the Browns draft really high, and he said for only having their first pick be number 74, they have, I think, what do you say, four or five players out of his top 100, which that's insane. Our first pick didn't come until 74, 74 yeah. and we managed to walk away with four or five of his top 100 overall players. So, again, that means nothing. They need to play on the field. They need to actually be good. Uh, a, a draft ranking, a preseason ranking means jack shit. We know that as Browns fans. How many times have the Browns been Super Bowl champions in April and complete ass in September? Happens all the time. So didn't these go, guys need to pan out. Did we go 4-0 in the 0-16 season? In the preseason? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely we did. We were <laughs> yes. undefeated, and then we, when it actually mattered, they looked like the Cavs in the playoffs. And it was ugly. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that. Don't you guys worry. I just didn't want to start with it because I'm trying to be happy. I'm trying to remain positive. This is happy, Justin, I'm right still now. riding high from my Disney trip. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling excited. I'm Magical. energized. Magical. And then the worst part, though, was night one. I literally had to watch. It was Wednesday night. I had to watch the Cavs get eliminated in a room full of fucking Knicks fans because all my buddies are Knicks fans. And we watched like that game. Self-torture. I still talked so much shit when that game ended. I rubbed it in. I said, Jimmy Butler's going to beat the fuck out of your Knicks. I said, the Cavs just underachieved. They suck, but the Knicks are even worse. I, I fucking roasted them. Well, half of it's right. They're they're one and one now. Jimmy Butler did beat the shit out of them in game one. Now yeah. he's hurt. He didn't play. He'll be there Saturday. I don't know if you saw the video of him after the game yesterday. No. So there was like five seconds left. The Knicks were all celebrating, and Jimmy Butler just stood there, and he just went, just nodded his head like, okay. <laughs> he is not happy. You have pissed off Jimmy Buckets, and it's going to be ugly for you, New York. And they barely beat the fucking B squad of the the Heat by like four points last night or whatever. I will say this, not 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 to jump ahead on, on NBA talk because I don't want to, but I will say that I did walk away from the series being a fan of Brunson, just a player, Brunson. Nope. I like I like him. Anybody that beats my calves, go fuck yourself, <laughs> Jalen Brunson. I will never root for you. I hate you. I fucking hope all the bad things happen to you and only you. I cannot believe. I hate you. I can't believe the Mavs <laughs> got rid of him. Um, I can. They're dumb. I mean, look at the trade they made for Kyrie Irving. Does that that should tell you everything you need to know? That's my point, though. I think Jalen. Huh? He's, he's... Who Brunson? Is he? 
Well, right. fuck him too. <laughs> fuck you and your dad, Jalen. Okay, I didn't mean to jump ahead to get you salty, so I apologize. I was just saying that as a player, I, I can respect his game. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta meditate. I gotta calm back down. Back <laughs> to football. Rub, rub your ears, woosa, woosa. <sighs> feel good. Feel good. I gotta sing the "I Feel Pretty" song from uh, Anger Management. Uh, we're gonna talk about the Cavs. That's a great fucking soon. movie. I love that movie. Oh, so pretty. I feel pretty and witty and gay. Sorry. Tim's not allowed to say that. He got real quiet there. <laughs> he doesn't want to get canceled. I respect that. I just don't remember the words. Yeah. Well, Kyle did not. The correct he was all word. About it. I, was I feel like gay. that's like that's Kyle's playlist when he's doing yard work. Absolutely. He, he was on top of that Broad, shit. Broadway hits 24-7, baby. Let's go. Um, but yeah, so the Cavs, I like their I like their draft. Um Browns. Yeah, Browns. See, the, See, you you fucking threw me off. You threw me off. I'm all fucked up. <laughs> Talking about your love of Jalen Brunson. My fucking mind can't process oh, it all. He's all off kilter now. Um, Let's no, just the, jump ahead. The Browns had a really good draft. I'm very they happy did. with it. Uh, again, for value, we're, we took guys in the third, fourth, fifth round. Um, these are not immediate day one starters. These are not guys that we're projecting to be Hall of Famers. Yeah, these they're going to compete. They're going to compete. These well, are guys that are going to get yeah, reps. Absolutely. They're going to play. They're going to be role players to start hopefully they turn into starters and hopefully you have a few diamonds in the rough some of these players are going to make some of the people you saw on this team last year not be here anymore correct some of these guys will take some jobs because they are younger and cheaper and that is the name of the game especially when you have this much money locked up into a quarterback into your defensive end and into your corner and your offensive line for that matter so there's a lot of money going around to people and unfortunately there are cap casualties yes. that's that's the name of the game um but yeah i like this draft again we have Cedric Tillman will more than likely be taking the job of Anthony Schwartz on Thank the roster. Fucking God. Um, uh, Ica will probably be taking the job of Perry and Winfrey if he doesn't clear up this legal issue shit that he's got going on, but we'll, we'll see about that. Um, Dewan Jones more than likely not taking anybody's job. I mean, that job's open there. It's just he's a swing guy. He, yeah, but if, if anything, he'll be a starter, assuming. By week um, five because of injuries. Yeah, assuming Jack Conklin can't stay healthy, <laughs> yeah. which is more than likely going to happen. And Jedrick Wills even has trouble staying healthy. So wouldn't doubt it if he's starting at one point this season. And then... Like you said, Cameron Mitchell probably be out yeah, there. Yeah, Cam doing, Mitchell will more than likely be slot. taking yeah. A.J. Green's job. Uh, you know, some of these lower corner guys, he's going to be taking their job. And then you've got uh, the quarterback will probably be taking uh, Kellen Munn's job, yeah. Dorian Thompson-Robinson. So just to... We're, you know, foreshadowing here and we're, we're projecting, but that's more than likely what's going to happen. Uh, but we'll we'll learn more when we get closer to camp and the end of camp because the way the NFL is doing it now, I believe, is you have like your 95-man roster and you have to cut that shit down in one day to 53. So you're cutting 40 guys in one day. Yeah, that's a lot of people to get rid of. So I look talk about a stressful to job. Day. Talk about a stressful job for a GM before you kind of eased into it. Yeah. Now it's just like you nope. used to have like yeah, boom. One, one week you you cut 10, then you cut 15, then you cut the final 20 or whatever. Now it's 40 guys one day fire them yeah, yeah which again i would love to do that if the browns ever came to me and they're like will you come help us cut people in a heartbeat <laughs> i would love it just that's like firing people don't my you? favorite episodes of hard knocks is cut day i love it i live for it yeah hey, uh, can you grab your uh can you grab your ipad and uh follow me yeah can please? you can Thanks. you bring your tablet can you bring your playbook oh god i love those words oh <laughs> it makes me feel good but yeah like everybody else watches hard knocks and you like you fall in love with this like sob story guy of like oh he battled so hard through juco and <laughs> He was at the small school, and he's an undrafted free agent. And then at the end, he gets cut. And to cut. me, everybody else is like, oh, sad. And I'm like, get him the fuck out of here. That guy stinks. I love it. You always the HBO just builds around the one guy to get the sympathy Every card time. Like, boom, for us, it was done. that shitty tight end. I don't even remember his name. Um, he never he never went on to do anything in the NFL. But they, Oh, when they were with the Browns? Yeah, when yeah. he was with, with Cleveland. Yeah. But, yeah, they cut the shit out of that guy. He was gone. I forgot his name. 
Should have cut the coach, but you know, loved whatever. it. Yeah, Hugh Jackson at the time. Well, they did. It just took him a little while to wise up. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm satisfied with the Browns draft. I'm happy. Uh, filled positions of need. Got depth. Young young players. Got again guys who on depending on who you're looking at, depending on who you follow for the draft. Uh, some of these guys were pretty pretty highly rated. So we'll see what happens. Let's hope Andrew Barry knocked it out of the park because I more than likely feel. Depending on how the season goes, this will be the last hurrah for the Stefanski Barry regime. Ha- if they don't make the playoffs, they they have to. They there's no going around it. It's win now. With that being said, we will get around the rest of the NFL here and talk about some drafts. Um, I didn't have time because I literally just flew home over the weekend and I just didn't have time to break down everybody's drafts. So maybe next week um, we can go into more detail on teams' drafts. But what I decided to do is I did my top five favorite and my top five least favorite drafts and just. Quick cliff notes. Did you not do that, somebody? I heard an oh I shit. Did. Yeah, because I couldn't find the picture and I moved on. Oh, son of a biscuit, Tim. <laughs> I'll get I get it. I'll get it. <laughs> it is anything that says NFL so, draft. So wait, no, I, I do it. my homework here, kind of, sometimes. Think, was it last week you didn't do your homework? Hey, it was it's one like maybe three things. Clearly, clearly Kyle's going through some shit, guys. He didn't have time to do his homework. He's Been wearing sleeping in he's the, wearing the same clothes every the week. Car. This poor guy. He's struggling right now. Things aren't going well. I'm gonna well. be standing outside with a coin jar. Can you just give me some quarters, please? I would greatly appreciate it. That's not a bad idea. Um, no, so I don't know what you did, but I went through and picked the five teams I thought had great drafts and some of the picks they had and the five worst teams I thought had. I mean, we love the guy, but um, he, I, I'm okay with it because I think he's the best producer at Redline Radio. But, you know, Tim just tried to flush that segment right down the drain. And you know who I would call to unclog that drain? I would call Smith's Drain Service LLC. Smith's Dream Drain Service is your local drain cleaning expert, specializing in main sewer lines, bathtub laundry lines, septic lines, kitchen sink lines, floor drains, downspouts, and so, so much more. Family owned and operated, you can call Smith's Drain Service today at 440-242-8704. Tell them talking about balls sent you. They'll have no idea what you're talking about, but just tell them anyway. That was, that was I fucking hate when you do that. You just transition to well, a Well, perfect... I'm, I'm killing time. I'm letting Tim do his thing. That's what a professional does. You just roll with the punches. <sighs> Well, I like it, though. I appreciate it. So, anyways, when you have drain issues, sometimes you have to break up concrete in your basement to replace um, certain pipes, certain lines. You know who you'd call to come out and refix that concrete again? Who's that? Uh, ACS Affordable Concrete Solutions, LLC. That's who I would call. Absolutely. Call today at 440-714-1987 or go to their website at Affordable Concrete Solutions, LLC, at gmail.com. That's not a website. That's an email address, but it's okay. We're going to roll with it, so. Now, did he not have the picture ready for that segment? No, but do I still love him? And would I put I love you, Tim, on a T-shirt? You damn right I would. And you know who I would go to for that T-shirt? Incredible keepsakes. They make T-shirts, cups, binders, keychains, you name it. Incredible keepsakes can make it and customize it for you. Um, Official merchandise provider of Redline Radio LLC and all of our show hosts. Give them a call, 440-242-9648, or go to their website, incrediblekeepsakes.com. As Diane would say, Cherished moments are made to last forever. Now, I missed this band last week. Dave called me out for not coming out to watch it. Right down the street from right my house, literally. I live around house. the corner from there, but I was out, I was obviously gone. The Bad Juju, the group, the official band of Redline Radio was down at gold, uh, uh, Solid Gold performing. Was it a good concert, Dave? Great. Looked fun. I saw the videos and everything you guys yeah. posted. Really? Yeah, I mean, we've been in there before, and that place has been packed. And I'm, it's a as a guest, it's not fun because you're like this with everybody. But I'm sure the music was amazing. Yeah, it's elbow to elbow. The sound system, it's way too fucking loud yeah, in there. It's that sounds about right. That's that's solid gold for you. I'm shocked they didn't encourage people to stand on the bar stools. Well, <laughs> they cover all your favorites from the '80s and '90s. 
Um, if you haven't heard them, please go listen to them. They tour around Cleveland. They do a lot of bars, little little stay outdoor stadium. I'm sure with the weather breaking, they're going to be out, outside performing too. Um, give them a call if you want to book them today. Call Chad at 440-458-0209. Now, there's another show host here at Redline Radio who is not to be named. Well, let me just put it this way. He likes to whine and cry whenever Kyle and I come up with our shenanigans where we talk about him, and that's bull****. But you know what I love? That was actually good. That you blurred me out saying bullshit. That, that was, was perfect. Timed. Um, but we love our shenanigans here at Talking About Balls, especially Lucy's shenanigans. Lucy's is located at 2218 Broadview Road, Cleveland, Ohio. Michelle and the staff at Lucy's are always committed to giving their guests the best experiences. Join them every Friday night for karaoke and, of course, all your hometown local games. Contact them today, 216-675-0013. Tell them Talking About Balls sent you. So you know you can get beer at Lucy's, right? They have mm-hmm. a lot of different selections, but you know where you can go to get a lot more selection of beer? Schittsburg. Yeah, uh, that place, absolutely. And in Schittsburg's, <laughs> this place called Mike's Beer Bar. It's located across the street from PNC Park. Mike's Beer Bar, formerly Beerhead uh, Bar, is a premier craft beer destination in Schittsburg with 80 rotating taps of over 500, 500 beers. That's amazing. Uh, I would actually probably make the trip to go to this place. Uh, to find the perfect beer for any occasion, stop in today and make sure you tell your friends, meet me at Mike's. I know they love hosting two-thirds of the Steel City Running Lates there. They love when Mike and Chip, or, or I'm sorry, when Dave and Chipper show up, but they fucking hate when shows up Absolutely. but that's just what i heard from the owner i mean i don't yeah, know i'm just weird. i got an email i had nothing to do with it it's not my joke it's not me being it's actually it's actually just written telling here you. underneath how Mike's it is. beer bar it's weird. yeah there's an asterisk next to it i got this new copy of it the says ads. it says please invite i wrote it myself but dave chipper and <laughs> whenever you want to but please leave the last guy out okay got it we're good we're yeah fine. i respect that cool i like that all right um while we're here speaking of no, no, no. The wonderful. <laughs> he thought it was The wonderful. Again. Tim, you'll know when I'm speaking, when I have that vitriol going on. The wonderful people at Redline Radio. Uh, you can catch some catch some great shows here. We're going to start with my man right there in the middle, Tim Buck 2, every Tuesday night from 6 to 8. Tim Buck Tuesday. He had a fucking packed house Send me yesterday. Two Would you have five people on the show yesterday, I think? Uh, yeah. Was it maybe four it was, or five? Yeah, you had a lot of people. Are they paying you to come on your show now, Tim? Are you, you going to work that out yet? No, no not yet. The best part is watching Timbuk Tuesday. It's like it's like the Brady Bunch intro. You just have little squares. There's so many people. <laughs> I love it. There's so many people on it. It's great, though. Uh, but yeah, check out Timbuk Tuesday every week, talking about God knows what. And that's the best part. Yesterday was the winging it, winging it episode. And we definitely wing it. Yeah, you could say that again. <laughs> it lived up to the name. Also on Tuesday nights, you've got loud or live on location, I'm sorry, with Gary Wenner spinning the hits from 6 to 10, and you've got Broad Street South back in business talking Philly sports. On Wednesdays, of course, you've got Cleveland's Finest. Hopefully they're coming back soon. Shout out to all of them getting their shit together. Um, you know, when you when you have a baby, you, it's it's hard to prioritize and get, you know, you're trying to get your shit together with life and work and all that. So totally understood. Hopefully we see them back soon. You can catch them from 4 to 6. Talking about balls, obviously. The cream of the crop, 7 to 9. Redline Radio Studio 2, and a new show tonight, What's Up in the 216, debuts tonight at 9.30, so make sure you stick around and check that out. I was joking with Kyle because usually we're the last show of the night, so we could do whatever the fuck we want. If we go a little over, sometimes we end the show, we hang out, we bullshit. We pee in the corner, it happens. Yeah, and now I, I pee on one person's specific cup. Yep. Um, but... <laughs> We, we have to be professional today. We got to end the show. We got to get our shit. We got to get out of here. It's the first time when 
we didn't have a lot of notice. It was right before the show, but we're 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 great. We know what we're doing. We're so fucking good. It's gonna be fine. Um, but that'll be tonight. So check that out. What's up in the two one six? Tell them talking about balls sent you. Check in definitely. What's the uh, base of the show? Like, what do they what what do they talk about? I know it's up in two one six. Talk about what's up in Cleveland. I mean, I mean Tim, do you have? I a believe a synopsis it's like comedy or? based, um, right? Uh, so uh, Cece Bullock is a comedian. Uh, she is the host of the show. Okay. She's gonna have a, a, a star-studded cast of women tonight. Um, and they're going to talk about their experiences through comedy and, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly what all she's right with, with the first, first episode, episode. It's hard to yeah. predict what it's going to be so like, but definitely produ- check it producer out. Too? Absolutely. They are in safe hands. Absolutely. Yeah. They're in great hands. I have no worries about that. The yeah, I think we're gonna have to number one producer at Redline radio without a doubt. I mean, did we, was it a vote of just me and myself? Sure. But it doesn't make it any less valuable. It's true. <laughs> Um, I haven't got my certificate yet either. That's because you know who is supposed to print it out, and what do you expect? <laughs> um, but, yeah, so check that out tonight. They are on from 9.30 to 10.30? I believe 11.30. So, whoa, t- 11.30. Ooh, going late night. Burning the midnight oil tonight, Tim. After, Jesus. After, after 10.30, is it turning to, like, after dark hour conversations or what? I hope so. It will in the comments at least. Tim's by me. shirt's going to start sliding off on camera. That was going to happen regardless. <laughs> I don't know if I was gonna be on camera. It's like it's like the Skinamax <laughs> episodes back in our childhood where it's all fuzzy and your mom watching. Like, yeah, oh, I wasn't watching. It like anything. hits 11 p.m. and you're like, oh shit, we got titty. Um, I got boobs, mom. That was about it. With that, funny. I was just talking to, talking about somebody talking to somebody about real sex. That, I mean, I, I liked it back in the day when there was actually some cool shit on those page channels. The, you were all, getting your money's worth. All the Bunny Ranch stuff back in the day in real sex. Yeah, that was the yeah. Bunny Ranch was great. On Showtime, they had that show Gigolos. I loved that show. I thought yeah, that show Gigolos was actually a good show. Great. Um, but yeah, so that's Wednesday. Thursdays, of course, you've got that guy Dub from three to four. You've got the Lex Vegas from seven to eight, and Club Pizzle eight thirty to nine thirty. Redline Radio Studio One for the culture at Studio Two. You've got Broad Street South, and from five to seven, you've got. So make sure you check that out. Tell them talking about ball sent you on Fridays. You've got our our man, my boy, the Grapevine. He was just hanging out, smoking a bunch of weed with Wiz Khalifa. How fucking cool is that? That um, is pretty. That's pretty he impressive. Has a, he has a remote at a. Uh... Cover bar this week. Yeah, he, yeah, uh, he does. This Friday it, yeah. night, Cinco de Mayo. I will be out doing some Cinco de Drinko for sure after work. So I told, <laughs> I warned Grape in advance. I'm like, if I can make it, depends on how my day's going. Because I'm going right after work. I'm going to a Mexican restaurant to drink some margaritas and get all fucked up. So we'll see how my night goes. Um, and then from 8 to 10 on uh, Redline Radio Studio 2, you've got... <laughs> so check that out. I'm sure it's going to be excellent. And uh, tell, him, tell him Justin sent you. Yeah. Just don't even say talking about balls. No, say just, Justin just sent you. <laughs> He'll know what that means. Um, on Saturday mornings, you've got Unscripted. We've got Dave in the house right now. Check them out from 10 to 12. Dave, Adam, Chipper. The, the most eclectic group of guests it's, ever. It's, always, it's usually always it. Dave, and then it. it's a revolving door of his guest co-host. You never know who it's going to be, but you're in good hands if Dave's there. I mean, Adam's great. It's like the Chipper's, price is right. Come on down. Chipper's you're the okay. next contestant on so this. You got, so you, ben, ben, ben. Yeah, obviously, you know, if, if it's Adam and Dave, I definitely watch longer. If it's Chipper and Dave, you know, like a couple minutes, and then you just say hello and you get out of there because it's Chipper. What, I mean, what the fuck? He's not bringing anything to the table. Um, so and then you, you've got fourth and 15 from two to four. And you've got uh, Comedies and Cocktail with Jen Jen and TMI, Too Much Information. I believe they changed their time, right? Six to eight. They're on from six to eight. Why would that be corrected on the board? Why Why would that be right? Well, why would it? People are just too busy nowadays doing nothing and complaining on, complaining on Facebook Messenger. Why would they actually do their job and fix shit? 
Um, and then on Sundays, sometimes when they decide to come back, you've got the Steel City running lates from 10 to 12. Or maybe that maybe that's going to change too because there's one person on that show who likes to just fuck around and do things wrong. So who knows what's going to happen there? And then you've got loud and local from 7:30 to 8:30. I shouldn't have mentioned the Cavs early, shouldn't I? I mean, you're you got me all fucking riled up again. You got me all riled up. Um, but in all seriousness, check out all Stir the shows the at pot. Redline Radio. Light the fuse and step back. Uh, there's a show damn near every day of the week. If you want to do a show, contact Dave. Mondays are wide open. You guys can come on in. Um, Don't contact Dave. Contact me so I could do the schedule. Fair. Boom. That's fair. Yeah, let, let Tim decide what time your show is going on because he's the one who's going to have to be here for it. So, yeah, let talk to Tim. Reach out to Tim. You can find him. He's on all of our social media pages and everything. You guys know who Tim is at this point. So if you ever want to do a show at Redline. It's the big fluffy guy in the middle here. Right here. I'm hard to miss. He's our little angel just floating around in the middle. We love Tim. So reach out to Tim specifically and tell him you want to do a show at Redline Radio. We have Studio One. you got Studio Two. And you got Mondays wide open. So come do a show. It's a good time. And you're in good hands. And then just avoid the uh, the guy that we're not allowed to talk about. And then you're in really good shape. I've never looked forward to show schedule reads, but now it's more entertaining. Yeah. I, uh, I like to spice it up. I've always warned people, I like to bust balls. I have a good time, but you do not want to get on my bad side because it gets ugly. And I'm sorry, just who I am as a person. I think I'm just going to have like a fake box of popcorn from now on every time. Just still eating it as we're just talking about it. That's just things. who it is. Every week, it's just a, a new improv roast. But no names were said. I, there's nothing anybody can do about it. That's a, it's a premature beep there you got, Tim. But sorry, it's the point. It's because people know what that beep means, and that's Jeez. all that matters. Um, all right, so anyway, I did ask Kyle and told him in advance we're going to give o- go over our, our top five best and our, our most hated. Wonder if we're alike here. Now, again, we never, we never shared. Did not. Anything. We did not talk about this in advance whatsoever. So, five, I, so again, I did five best teams, five worst teams, and yep. I, I sprinkled in a couple of the picks I liked and didn't like in there yep. too. So. I did the same thing. So we, okay. I, we will go down from five to one, okay. starting with best. Um, number five for my best draft, I'm going Arizona. Arizona traded back. They got themselves a bunch of draft picks. They moved up. Didn't cost them much to get Paris Johnson, which is a big offensive lineman that they needed for Kyler Murray. They have a lot of draft picks in the future. I I forgot. Uh, There's a patented JG burp. Um, Forgot exactly how many they have, but they have a shitload of draft picks for 2024. So they're in good shape. You you fired Cliff Kingsbury. You have a new head coach. um, Gannon, I forgot his first name. Jonathan Gannon, maybe? Mm -hmm. That sounds about right. they got Kyler Murray, who I think sucks. I think more than likely this regime is going to try to move on from him. So you have all these draft picks, and then you hope Kyler Murray has a pretty decent year, and you can maybe try to trade him and acquire even more draft picks. And then next year, you're fucking loaded to start with a young team. Um, speaking of the Cardinals, I was actually one team with Isaiah Simmons. His option got declined. That was another kind of interesting player who didn't get his fifth-year option picked up. But um, Arizona's a young team. Arizona, you know, new head coach, new GM. They're going a new direction. Loaded with draft picks. They still were able to get a top 10 pick in Paris Johnson um, or whatever pick they took him. I think they took him like eighth or something. But you got a good offensive lineman. You've got a good core there. And then a bunch of draft picks for next year. So I think they're in really good shape. Um, the next team I think had a really good draft. Or go ahead. I'm sorry. You're near number five. No, it's fine. So my number five was the Chiefs. I thought the Chiefs had a pretty decent draft, especially where they're drafting at the end of the of the round. Uh, they went and got the edge that Felix. I forget his. It's going to mess up his fucking last. Yeah, name. his last name's a disaster. Um, I know who you're talking about. But they about, needed though. they needed some help on a defensive line, and they were able to get some good value. Yeah, they last lost. Uh, what was it? Uh, Frank Clark. Yeah, I, I believe so. No, no, Chris Jones. Yeah, Jones. Yeah, Jones, they lost yeah. Jones to Seattle because the Browns were trying right. to get him. So, so yeah, I, they lost a little bit on their defensive line, and that was huge for them in the playoffs, especially. So 
to add some more beef to that defensive yeah. line. And especially drafting where they were drafting, I thought yeah, it was Yeah, you a have great, the last pick value. of the draft because you're the Super Bowl champions. You have Patrick Mahomes. You still have Travis Kelsey. You have you're a in good solid shape. team in place, and you're able to backfill position that was of need, and you really just kind of a neutral. So I think that is a win. I think you were able to fill a need, and you move on. Plus, they got another they got another receiver, too. Uh, Ray, I think Rayshi Rice, Rayshon Rice. In the yeah, Rayshi Rice. Yeah. yeah, so that's a good pick. I mean, again, anybody, anytime you can add a weapon to um, – Patrick Mahomes, you're in good shape, yep. and, and I, I that's a great team. They're going to continuously be the cream of the crop, the leaders of the AFC until Patrick Mahomes gets dethroned somehow. So um, never was, a bad thing to the Chiefs. Uh, number four for me is Buffalo. I really liked them trading up a few spots to get Dalton Kincaid. Uh, he was coveted by a lot of people as the number one tight end in this draft. You added him to an already powerful offensive structure in Buffalo, uh, Josh Allen has come out and kind of hinted that he needs to slow down on the running. He needs to kind of turn into more of a passing quarterback. And the number one, the best friend of a quarterback is the tight end. And Dalton Kincaid <laughs> could be a guy who could be there for 10 years with him. They already have Dawson Knox, who's pretty damn good. So you're now just adding another weapon to that offense. I really like the pick. Uh, I think Buffalo will win the East again. I think they're going to be a pretty good contender. Yeah, my number four was the Bears. Um, the Bears, one goal they had to do is try to protect um uh, Justin Fields, and they did. They went out and got Darnell Wright with their draft, which is great. And they also went out and got the defensive tackle, Dexter Sr., their next pick, which I believe are two great picks for them. Um, I think the Bears are doing nothing but trying to add protection and, and defensive help and yeah. keep giving Fields a chance to win games for him. Yeah, this regime knows what they're doing, yeah. opposed to back when they had Matt Nagy. Um, so, yeah, so my number three is who Kyle just mentioned. I had Chicago at number three. There you go. I like that they went out and got Darnell Wright, the big offensive tackle out of Tennessee. They are protecting Justin Fields. Justin Fields last year in the second half of the season especially was the number one fantasy quarterback strictly because of his rushing ability, which is more power to him. Uh, but they obviously want to try to keep him upright. They want to keep him healthy. They want to keep him in the pocket throwing the ball because he is a quarterback after all. Mm -hmm. And the way to do that, you got to protect him, get an offensive line. So yep. they did that. They also addressed the defensive line. They addressed the defensive back. They got a couple wide receivers. Um, don't forget, they traded with the Chicago or, uh, Carolina Panthers, and they now have DJ Moore. So they're they're in good shape offensively. I really like what the Bears have done this offseason, and this draft is just icing on the cake. Yep, my number three was the Giants. Okay. Um, I think the Giants are a team with the uh, their coach of the year. <laughs> that uh, is um, Sean McDermott. <laughs> that's Brian gonna, Dable. I think they're only Sean McDable. <laughs> Sean McDable. I like that. That's good. Um, I think the Giants are a team that are going to be around. I think they're going to continue to play well. Um, they did not get worse. I don't believe in the off season. Um, they went out and added a uh, cornerback. They needed some defensive help, and they actually, I think they also added the center too, just to get more protection for Danny Dimes there. So um, I think they added what they needed to for pieces. But yeah, I like I like the Giants. I mean. I don't yeah. think we'll be back in the playoffs or go to the playoffs next I year. I mean, we'll yeah, see. that's the number one thing is, it, was Danny Dimes a, a fluke? Was he a one-year wonder? Right. Um, it, it really you got to get the chance, though. you got to give him a chance to see what happens. They paid him like he is not a one-year wonder. Yeah, what a And that if that works out, then more power to him. That's a huge move for them. That's great. Kudos to Danny Dimes. Because look, uh, I'm excited for a player that, when needed to, plays his ass off and earns yep. himself a big contract. Do I think he was overpaid? Sure. But it's the NFL. It's just the day and age we are with with sports, and quarterbacks are getting paid like crazy. So I didn't even put that in there. We talked about it last week, the Lamar Jackson contract, right? That happened before last episode? Yes, we talked about okay, it before never last mind. episode. My, my timing is all off. I'm mm -hmm. not going to lie to you. Uh, my number two favorite draft is the Houston Texans. I love what they did getting C.J. Stroud. I personally think Stroud was the best quarterback in this draft. And then to double down and say, fuck it. I like that. We are all in. 
and they traded up to get the number. They had the number two, and then they traded up to get the number three overall pick and took Will Anderson Jr., who was coveted by a lot of people as arguably the best player in the draft overall and the best defensive end. And the keys to a good football team, you have two positions, one on offense, one on defense, quarterback and defensive end. Those are your top two positions you need to have great players at if you want to succeed. And I think they tried to do that in one draft. And I really, I appreciate their balls. I mean, I was I was surprised when I saw the the trades in. Like, yeah. there's no fucking way. Because you got to think they also have Laramie Tunsil, who's a very good yep. offensive lineman, so that's good for Stroud. They have Damian Pierce, who was a really good running back, who unfortunately got hurt, but he was pretty decent. Um, wide receivers, they could use a little bit of help. If I'm being honest, but um, overall, I love the draft I, for them. I saw I saw a meme come out the day after his pick, and uh, it was of of. Cuba Gooding Jr. in the movie Radio, yeah. where he was running the ropes. Oh, I saw it's that. Like they live, said live, yes, live action footage of CJ running ropes in training camp for the Houston Texans. Like, uh, he's going to be him, really don't good. Don't do him dirty like Pickle that. Ball, Johnny. I think he's going to be good. <laughs> uh, my number so two mean. team, my number two team, the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles had a very aging defense, and they went out and I believe addressed it. Um, Jalen Carter, which I thought was the best tackle in, in in the draft, and then he went out and got Nolan Smith, who I also had going in the first round. Um, so I think they they did well, and I can't believe they got both those guys in the same in the same draft. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I actually have number one for me is the Eagles, so I love it. Uh, they're basically it's it's we're getting close to the point of the the joke that everybody asks of like could the worst football team in in the NFL could they lose to the best college football team? Yeah. And we're close to seeing that because Philadelphia is mostly Georgia Bulldogs at this point. So we essentially have a college program in professional sports. They just draft every fucking Georgia Bulldog that is available. And yeah, they took four this year. They took a couple last year. Yeah. Like they are just loading up with Georgia Bulldogs. They just, I think they gonna, traded for DeAndre Swift and he went to Georgia. Like they're going to move. Their, they're going to move their training camp outside of uh, the Mercedes Dome down in. Uh, they they should stay Georgia. away because if they go down there, they're going to get flooded with people because they're going to have some diehard fans. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, kudos to them. I really like what they did. That's a team that was in the Super Bowl. They were right there to win a championship with um, Jalen Hurts. They just paid him. They they think they have a championship caliber roster, and they add to it with just great players. I mean, at one point in the draft, Jalen Carter in the draft process, I should say, I should say, Jalen Carter was coveted as the number one prospect. Yeah, he had a horrible pro day. He had his off field bullshit, in, you know, whatever, whatever, however you want to look at it, with the people dying in the drag racing thing and him like lying about it, blah blah blah. He has some off field shit for sure, but. Talent-wise, on the field in college, he was honestly looked at as a guy who could have gone number one overall. Yeah, and a team that almost won the Super Bowl was like, "Yeah, we'll take him." Right. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Did you see the report? News reporter uh, dropped the big dick thing during the live. <laughs> Did you see that? No. Some chick was talking about the draft pick for Jalen Carter, and like she went to say "big defensive guy," but she's like "big dick Jalen Carter." I mean, defensive Jalen. Carter. I mean, what a nickname to have. I mean, I there's mean, worse things to be called. Good out there. for him. Good for him. Uh, my number one team, I'm going to hate to say this, especially with who we have in the room right now, but I, I'm giving kudos to the Steelers with a good pick. Are you kidding? They drafted a fat baby at offensive tackle with their first pick. I hated I, their draft. I, th I thought they had a decent pick uh, with the uh, Broderick Jones pick. I thought they needed somebody. Um, some I think Jones is there. extremely unathletic. I think Miles Garrett's going to eat him for lunch while Broderick Jones eats multiple lunches because he looks gigantic and horrible. And then the um, uh, the, the pick for Joey Porter, I don't know why they traded up to get Did they trade up for him again? No, they didn't trade up again. They traded up to get they just the, took him in the uh, second ben. round. That's right. Yeah. So. Because they they don't know what they're doing, and they just looked at the paper, and they're like, hey, that name sounds familiar. Let's take that guy. Just, so they took Joey Porter I'm Jr. I'm just doing this to get Justin to keep going pissed it's off. It's going to work. Here we go. 
And they're like, hey, this guy's, I think we had him before, didn't we? And they're like, I didn't know he was a junior. And they drafted him. They thought it was actually Joey Porter. They don't know what they're doing. And then they took Darnell Washington, who's got a bad knee. Like, that's why he dropped down the draft board. And the Steelers, again, because they don't do their homework. They're like, hey, how is he still available? Let's take him because they don't do any research. Horrible draft. Um, I don't like it at all. Again, I'm not I'm not nervous about that at all. And as long as they have Kenny Smallhands Pickett, we have a real defensive coordinator in Cleveland now. Shit's over for Pittsburgh. Your draft sucks. I think Kyle skipped ahead and did his number one worst draft first. I think maybe I was I was dude I was I was just messing with you. Detroit Lions I thought had a great pick. Okay, so Detroit Lions. See, went I out. hated that they traded back personally. That they should have just taken Bijan Robinson. I know they traded back and took Jameer I don't, Gibbs. I don't, I don't underst- understand that. I, well, I I I don't know understand the Gibbs, but that's the one that kind of threw me for a little bit. I was like thinking, shit, here we go. Yeah, uh, they're going downhill. They should have such chance to capitalize. But after that pick, the other picks they made, I thought was pretty well for that team. You want to make a bet? What do you got? I bet the Steelers finish better than your team this year. If you win, what's our team's name again? What's our team's name again? Cleveland. Oh, I see. Cleveland who? We, we, we say names on this show. Weird. I don't, I don't mind saying the Steelers. <laughs> the Browns. Dollar. <laughs> no, no. The, those rules don't count on talking about balls. I'll, I'll give Dave the credit here. If the Browns have a better record than Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. I'll take you, to, you and your wife for dinner anywhere you want to go. But if you, if Pittsburgh has a better record you going to take him and him and him and beep. No, 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 to dinner. I was going to say deals off. If that's the case <laughs> Anywhere you guys want. deal on air. You guys heard it here first. Browns will finish better than the Steelers. You got to take us all Dave. I'm calling it. Yeah. The whole talking about balls. Okay, okay, let me We're all going the, the, the balls. Crew. There you go. Deal. The and then balls. I will take two, two thirds on the shaft, two thirds of steel city running lights. And you like that. Your third host can. All the free bread and water that he wants <laughs> at a different restaurant because he's not welcome at my table. <laughs> oh, geez. But no, honestly, Detroit, I think, had a really great draft. So I was, so I, I was fucking with you with the Steelers. I just wanted to get you going. But. I personally, I, I purposely left them off all my list. But um, <laughs> no, Detroit, from my perspective, my opinion, I didn't like their draft. I didn't yeah. understand the trading back to then just take a, the second best running back when you had the number one running back in your face. If you were going to take that position, why wouldn't you want the number one guy? That yeah. was my thoughts on that. Um, then their other pick, I believe they took Jack Campbell, the linebacker. Mm-hmm. That was really early for me. He was a guy who I had pegged for the Browns to look at. Like He was like a second-round graded player. I think it was crazy Dan Campbell looking at it and going, oh, he's got my last name. Let's take that guy. I'm really, um, really <laughs> curious about Hooker. I'm excited about him because I think that he could be someone – in three years here, that two years here, that could be really good for them. But that's another issue, too, is Hendon Hooker, if I'm not mistaken, is like 25 years old. He is officially not He's not going to be playing this year because of his knee injury. So when he's actually able to play in an NFL game, he might be like 26, 27 years old. And, I, I mean, at that point, he's almost going to be the same age as Jared Goff. So, like, <laughs> why get rid of Goff? Um, yeah, me personally, I, I did not like the Lions draft, but that's why we make these lists. We're allowed to have differing opinions. We'll see what happens. I just I didn't like it myself. Um and now we will get into our most hated drafts, and I'll let Kyle start. So my fifth worst team, I think, in just my opinion, the Chargers. I just I don't know why they went after uh, Johnson as the receiver they wanted. It just doesn't fit on that team, I don't think. Um, it just didn't make sense to me. I'm okay with the pick with the defensive tackle they drafted, but to go after that, that wide receiver, I think they needed someone who a little more, I guess, 
better positioning what they needed. They needed more of a slot yeah, receiver. Yeah, they, they definitely needed a wide receiver, but I also think they're looking into the future because Keenan Allen's not getting any younger. Sure, no, he's very injury prone. Um, and too. he can't stay healthy. Mike Williams can't stay healthy. So I think they kind of looked at this as like, we're hoping this guy turns into our number one yeah. wide receiver within the next year or two. Yeah, I just um, wasn't so a big It's a fan. huge gamble. Um, I knew they were going to take a wide receiver, but it's again, it's one of those questions of like, who, who, what, what's your board look sure, like? You know what sure. I mean? Like, which wide receiver do you think is going to be the top guy? Because, um, I mean, it's up to the GM, whoever yeah. they like better. But I, I knew they were going to take a wide receiver. I think I had them actually projected to take a tight end because I just knew it was going to be an offensive weapon for sure. Herbert. Um, but yeah, we'll see if that pick pays, pans out. Um, definitely good reasons to question it for sure. I took for my number five, I did the Colts. Oh, yeah. And lot, it was a weird one for me to put because higher. I'm not going to lie to you, 90% of their picks. I loved like they had really good picks. Yeah, they, 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 they similar to the Browns. They got great value. They got um, Blake Freeland, the, the offensive lineman out of old dominion. He was a guy who a lot of people had rated as one of the higher offensive linemen. They got him in like the second or third round. They took Adi Adi, the nose tackle out of Northwestern, a guy who I put in my mock as a first round pick. They got him in like the third round or something like that. So great value there. Um, but what fucked it all up for me, you guys know where I stand. Anthony Richardson, that guy threw for like 50% in college. You know how much harder it is to throw the ball in the NFL? You don't just get better overnight going into the pros. If you couldn't handle it in college, how are you expected to be good with the fucking Colts where the guy grooming you to be an NFL quarterback is Gardner Minshew. That's their starting quarterback. He's not sitting behind Tom Brady for a year. He's not sitting behind Aaron Rodgers or whoever. He is sitting behind Gardner Minshew. Watch the Colts come out and surprise everybody with Minshew. As they surprised me on, on uh, draft night. And don't <laughs> get me wrong. I, I projected them to take a quarterback in our mock draft that we did. I had them taking Will Levis. I had Anthony Richardson can, can we, going like can we talk 11 about or something like that. Will Levis, though? He sunk like a stone. Not that. Just the entourage of women he had around him all night. Hmm, hats off to that guy. Jesus yeah, good for Christ. him. Except they probably left, left. him immediately because they're like, you are not getting the money we thought you were getting. So, um, But yeah, no, I, I really liked the Colts draft, and that's why it was weird for me. I'm not going to lie. If you look at my paper here, I had them as my fifth favorite draft because I was going to say, like, yeah. I loved everything but Richardson. And yeah. then I thought about it, and I'm like, but if you fucked up your quarterback pick and you took him fourth overall, yeah. that's like franchise ruining shit right yeah. there. You don't recover from that. So I'm like, that's got to go to my my worst draft. So I, I had like to that. replace it. So I put him at five. Um, I hated the pick. You guys know where I stand with Anthony Richardson. Um, I just don't think he's very good. He's athletic. He's big. He can scramble. He reminds me of a really, really, really poor man's version of Cam Newton. And I don't mean that as a compliment. Right. So I think that's a horrible pick by the Colts. We talked about this in our mock draft because I had them taking Richardson in our mock yeah. draft. But we both agreed a lot that he has a lot of work to do. A ton. And that's why the Colts didn't make sense to me. I had him mocked to the Titans because I thought he could sit behind Ryan Tannehill, who's a good professional, who could teach him for a year or so yeah. because he needs that much time. The Colts don't have a veteran quarterback. They have Gardner Minshew. They have a career backup, a journeyman quarterback who's played on like four or five different teams, who's not very good, who shouldn't be a full 17-game starter in the NFL, and that's the guy grooming a guy who needs so much work. So to me, this is like one of those situations of Anthony Richardson may turn into a good football player had he been drafted by the right team, had he had the right training and learning, et cetera. I don't think he's going to get it from the Colts. I, I just don't. So that's why they were my fifth most hated draft. Um, spoiler alert: they were my third. So most we'll hated. To, yes. Okay, yes. we'll get to that. But my fourth, I um, liked all. I, I will say all the other picks. Yeah. Great. They have a very good roster. Sure. All the other picks, I loved. Good value. That's a team that they're a quarterback away, and they just fucked it up again. 
my uh, fourth most hated one was the Patriots. And it wasn't most like hated. I guess I was more confused. I'm they hit, I believe. I like the Gonzalez cornerback pick. Great pick. They needed to replace and um, he going into the the, the draft process, yeah. he was a top ten projected player. Yeah. Uh the rumor that I saw though was Witherspoon, the guy who got drafted by the Seahawks, he shot up the boards because he plays with a lot of physicality. Gonzalez, they said, was very he was kind of kind of soft. Mm-hmm. So that made teams kind of not love him anymore. And that's why he was like the third corner taken or something like that, because he was projected to be the first. Yeah, no, I agree. I I, I like that pick for them because they need to replace Jackson, right? Yeah. Um, and so maybe he turns into a Jackson. Who knows? But the rest of the picks just had me kind of scratching my head. Some of the players who went after. It's I, funny. I, it, do you have any of their names listed by any chance, the, the Patriots? The, I wrote down. Actually, I actually have the site up right now for them. So they picked. Look at some of their players. Don't they just have the most Patriots names? Like when you Keon say them White, Marte, Matu, Jake Andrews, Chad Ryland. Jake Andrews. Sidney Sow. Kayshawn Booty, Bryce Bargner, uh, DeMarro Douglas, Amir Speed, and Isaiah Bolden. Yeah, they actually. Some of the most Patriot draft guys you could have. (laughs) I I personally was, I thought about putting the Patriots up there because I questioned their draft, but at the same time, I remember last year, I did the same thing. They took Cole Strange first round, and I was like, what the fuck were they thinking? Cole Strange is actually pretty damn good. Yeah. That was a good pick. So for me, I guess it's just one of those things where I'm not going to question Bill Belichick until it actually falls apart. So I'm leaving it alone. When are we doing our punishments? We've got quite a few. We've got to plan it out. We've been busy. We've had vacations and shit like that. We're going to do them. We're busy old men. I don't even remember which ones were owed yet. So oh, Kyle ta- did the tattoo, chip. Your tattoo one's owed. That tattoo will happen, but that's my fault because that was also put in the hands of a certain Tim. Yeah, I was relying on him to set that up and to help me do that. So I should have known better. Stupid me. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, we'll, we'll plan that on our own. We'll still, figure that out. I still out. taste the chip, too. By the and way, then, I've got the extra chip at home. Anybody wants to do it, I mean, do it. Maybe, maybe Mike should. Mike should do it. Yeah. Mike, why don't you come on? You're so you're so excited for punishments. Why don't you come on and do one? <laughs> I don't even know what you're being punished for, but you just have to do it. Um, we'll, we'll work on it, though. We, we got them going. It takes time. You got to set this shit up, and there's legalities behind it, and, and you know, contracts and paperwork and insurance and Our things lawyers like that. have to see other lawyers. Yeah. They you don't make comedy, these. Said, don't you? My yeah, man, I, I do. do. My management team needs to come out here and talk with all this shit. We got a lot of stuff to do. It'll it'll happen. Hold on, you got a management team now? Be patient. I've always had a management team. <laughs> Speaking of, actually, we'll announce it now on the show. I don't have any any pictures up for it, but um, aside from me going in and editing some things in the um, uh, Tim can pull it up biographies and stuff. Yeah, Tim, if you want to, if you can get it up there, uh, talkingaboutballs.com is officially it's officially live. It is active. You can go there now. Uh, However, it works. does this all the time. Yeah, it says it's not private because we switched. There's an issue with our server, so we're working on that, but it's not going to affect the website. So talking about talking about balls.com, um, not forward slash.com, um, <laughs> but talking about balls.com is active. It is going to give you this weird pop-up thing, but check it out. Go there. Hit up advanced. Yeah, just hit advanced. You're all good to go. And then hit proceed at the bottom there. And then we will proceed to talking about balls and boom, shaka. Laka. Can you show it on the uh, on air? Tim? We're just giving and giving Tim time here to show you guys the website. But talking about balls is officially active. I now have the keys to the castle to go in and edit and do all that that kind of detailed stuff, which I plan on doing. I just haven't had the time. I got, again, I I just got home the other day from from Florida. Uh, I've been busy, so I'll get to it. Uh, but there it is. Talking about balls, not your dad's sports talk show. You go into the bio where the hosts and it has all three of us, all three of our lovely. Beautiful faces. It's a great website. Is this showing live right now, Tim? It is now, yeah. Perfect. Oh, yeah, there we go. So go up there and click host, would you, Tim? 
and boom. Kyle, Justin, and then page number two. <laughs> the greater our man, Timbuk2. Cat Dead and Glory Hole aficionado. <laughs> so I will That's admit. crazy. I got my own page. You let, I, t- I said you, I said Tim needs to be on there for sure. So I uh, I told my buddy that's, that made the website. He's the one who did it all for us. And I told him, like, he he told me how he did it. He went to chat GPT, and that's how all of our uh, biographies were made. He put in, like, a couple details about us, and it just made it all. It, chat GPT did it all. So this website was created by bots, essentially. But, again, he gave me the instructions to go through. And- so go to the, uh, what is it, the about? No, yeah, about. Go to the about section. Just reading. Mangina, not required to enjoy the show. Lots Lots of of psychedelic drugs may be helpful post-show. They're not handsome, but they are adorable. Again, this was all done by bots and AI. So I have the ability to go in and edit everything now and to spice some things up, things that I don't really find that great. Because I felt bad initially telling my buddy. I'm like, yeah, we're all very horny dudes. I, I like. I think it's perfect that I'm in the middle because you're the two balls and I'm the shaft. Because that's how it always is on the show. It's always boom, Tim in the middle, my little angel in the middle. I love it. Um, but yeah, so I'm gonna go through and edit some things so the the website's not 100% finalized, but at least you can now access it and it is live. So check it out if you're at home. Obviously, give us a bunch of page views. The contact does work. The Facebook pages I got to go through and re-edit. Um, but yeah, you, you, we're gonna have all of our social media links up there and everything. So right now he didn't add them all in yet. He just has the te- the links up. So yeah, I just was testing them. I'll get in there and I'll get all those up to date. But because again, we were literally working on it on Saturday afternoon while we were in uh, Florida. So we'll have that final soon. But again, if you go to it, you can see it's official. It's up there. You guys can get us some page views, and it helps. That's how we're gonna make money one day. Hopefully, let's do it. Um, soon we'll have a link to our OnlyFans down there. It's just gonna be Tim with nipples, butt naked. I mean, I do have an OnlyFans. It's Cuddlebuck. It's just Tim Winnie the Pooh in it all the time. But did you really just oh, drop Bob. your? Did you drop your line to your OnlyFans page, Tim? Hey, that's for just the tip. It's for just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, anyways, okay, I got Patriots with mine. You're on to your number three. Number four. So number four, my sorry. number four is the Baltimore Ravens. I hated their draft. Um, they took Zay Flowers, which everybody and their brother I think projected them to take, and. I look at it as a, another wide receiver for that team to just fuck up. They have taken, since since they've had Lamar Jackson, uh, unless I'm forgetting any, they took Hollywood Brown. They took um, Rashad Bateman. They took, I believe there was another wide receiver they took before. They now have taken Zay Flowers. They just keep trying to draft wide receivers that don't pan out. And because they signed Odell Beckham. They signed Odell Beckham. Uh, they already have Mark Andrews. Lamar Jackson is just not a very good quarterback. It doesn't matter what wide receivers you put on that team. If the quarterback isn't good at getting them the ball, it's going to struggle on offense. Um, not like Hollywood Brown went to Arizona and killed it by any stretch. Right. But it's also just to me, it shows they don't really know how to draft wide receivers talent-wise. So I love seeing that as a Browns fan, that they took a guy who I'm not really that impressed with. And the funny thing is they were comparing him, which I hated the comp, but the number one comp for NFL Network for Zay Flowers was Steve Smith. And Zay Flowers is skinny as fuck. Steve Smith was a bulky-ass dude. Like, Steve Smith would fight somebody while he was running around. Zay Flowers looks like if you blow on him, he'll fall over. So I I didn't I didn't understand the the comparison that they were well, doing. Did anybody ask what Steve Smith thought about this? Because he always has his opinion about everything. No, I, they should have, though. I think they kept him off for a reason. <laughs> It wasn't a. It's a family show, and Steve I, Smith is exactly family friendly. I saw the, the NFL memes page. It came out and said the picture of had Odell and uh, Jackson's like 
this is going to be the best offense for three games next season. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and it, even then, I, I don't even think that's going to happen. No, I think it's just being sarcastic because, you know, Odell's going to get hurt after a, a game or two. Yeah, so that was my number four most hated draft. Interesting. Baltimore Ravens. I like it. Uh, mine was the uh, Colts. We talked about it. So I'm going to jump ahead and, and just move ahead to my next one, which is the Commanders. Okay. Um, I The Commanders had a lot of holes in need to fill, linebacker, quarterback, tight end. They drafted none of those at least to start with. Um, I, I forget the no first pick, but it was not either one of those positions. So they took a state. corner. Yeah. So I think they missed out on what they could have even gotten some backup for uh, the young quarterback. They could have got a linebacker. There was a lot out there for them to pick, and I, I think they just whiffed on a couple of their draft picks. Yeah, I mean, the commanders aren't known for drafting that well. Um, the other thing, too, is like they're, they're going all in next year with Sam Howell at quarterback, who I don't think is that good. Um, their backup is, is um, Jacoby Brissett, which is awesome. Hopefully he'll get some playing yep. time there. But that's a team with Ron Rivera that they're. I, th I think next year will be his final year if they don't do anything, and I don't think they will. Um, they've struggled to figure out their quarterback situation. They haven't drafted very well. Just overall, it hasn't been a good run for Ron Rivera. But they've had, they've been close. Um, that's another guy from the the five year or the fifth year option. They did not um, pick up the option for Chase Young. That's an interesting thing I wanted to talk about. Um, if the price is right, do you go after him? Yes. I mean, I mean, I would do in a heartbeat. Imagine Absolutely. him lined up with fucking Miles Garrett. If you can get Chase Young healthy, woo. predator on one side, Miles Garrett on the other, and a predator as a quarterback. Ayo, nailed it. That's how you make those jokes, even if it's, even if it's at the Browns' expense. I'll still do it. Uh, but no, I would love that. I know. I mean, like I said, they're they're not picking up his option, so this is a make or break year for Chase Young. The the thing is though, is if he plays well, he's going to earn himself either a huge contract to stay there. They'll franchise tag him. Or he do you can envision like a Javanian Clowney uh, uh, path of career here. Where he has such he's such a good two or three years, gets injured, then he has kind of lackluster, then gets picked back up a little bit at the end. Yeah, but the thing is, I mean, he really needs to step it up and have a great season, though, because yeah. again, if he has a bad season, the commanders will probably just let him go. He'll be a free agent who's going to only sign like a one or two year prove it yep. deal. Like he's not going to be making himself money. It's going to be hard for him to stick. He's going to more than likely have to go to like bad teams, and it's just a whole thing. I really hope the best for the guy. I loved Chase Young coming out of the draft, so. Um, you know, if, if a team could get, get him before the trade deadline, if the commanders are having a shitty season, if he's not doing much, you know, if the Browns were like, hey, we'll give you a fifth-round pick for the guy halfway through the season for, like, a little half-year rental. Absolutely. I would do that in a heartbeat. I would love that. Especially if the Browns are on a playoff path. Exactly. Know, Just extra sense. extra depth. You're, you're taking, a, you know, a top-five draft pick who clearly has good potential. If it weren't for Joe Burrow, he probably he would have been the number-one pick of the draft. He was that good. Just couldn't stay healthy, had some issues. So, um, I would take a flyer on that, but that's just an interesting one that, you know, a top five pick not getting his option picked up. Don't see it too often. Agree. Uh, so I will go to number three then because you jumped yep. ahead a little bit. Yep. And my number three is Minnesota. I hated their draft. Hated Minnesota? it. They took Jordan Addison. They took another wide receiver um, on a team that really needed defensive help. Uh, Kirk Cousins stinks. I think we all saw that in the playoffs when they lost to the Giants. <laughs> Um, oh, don't hate on Cousins. Giving him another he weapon. He tries. And then one of their picks that I really hate, it was a seventh-round pick, so I'm not going to bash him too much, but they took uh, Dwayne McBride, wide receiver out of Florida State University. Not Florida State, I'm sorry. Uh, Florida Atlantic, I think. Um, in his career in college, he has more fumbles than catches. And that guy got drafted. So we have a chance. We have a chance. There's a very good chance. Uh, I have pretty good hands, and I don't fumble. 
Uh, but this guy got drafted again, seventh round pick. I'm not going to hold it too much, but it's like, why even waste a fucking draft pick? This is a guy go after him and undrafted free agency if you really want to. But yeah, he was not getting drafted. Just a, a really questionable decision when you take a guy like that. But overall, I really didn't. I didn't like their draft at all. I don't think they did much to help their team take that next step. I don't think they had a good free agency. So I'm not looking. I'm not expecting much out of Minnesota next year. Although the division could be wide open because I don't like the Lions draft. Um, obviously, Aaron Rodgers is gone. I think the Packers are going to stink and. Um, who's the other team in the North? The Bears. Maybe the Bears can put shit together. But I, I think the Bears take the division. Next it's year. possible. It's wide open. So that'll be exciting to watch in the, in the North and the, the NFC. The Bears. Uh, my number two, skipping ahead here, is the Rams. I hated their draft. I didn't like any of their picks. They took Stetson Bennett in the fourth round. That was a guy that the <laughs> Vegas had him favored to not get drafted is at all. Is he not retiring next year then too? He will be. He's old enough. <laughs> He'll be eligible. He he was drafted in the fourth round by the Rams. Couldn't fucking You're believe that. You're saying that you run him over Manziel? I'm not, not Manziel, sorry, Baker Mayfield. It's interesting that they didn't try to keep Baker Mayfield. There was here. like a weird thing Sean McVay was like, oh, yeah, when we were when we were scouting Georgia players, we were scouting other players on the roster, and he's like, and I just saw something in Stetson Bennett, and I'm just like, yeah. what, that he's older than you? Like, more, Sean, more wrinkles Sean than Sean McVay you? is younger than Stetson, Stetson Bennett. He might be older than that. He might be like 25 or 6 or something like that. I he's, think he's 26. Yeah, he's old as fuck. He's got like, he's he's an alcoholic because he's lived a whole, he's lived a long life. He's been divorced. He's got kids. He's got, like, he's got two ex-wives and four kids. Yeah, he's had a long life. Um, but he's just a really questionable pick, honestly. I remember seeing, I almost bet just for Is shits and really giggles. Is he really divorced? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I mean, he might be, but he, he looks, he's old enough to have lived a few lives. Um but, yeah, I remember seeing that. Like, when they drafted him, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This guy, Vegas had him favored to not even get picked. Yeah. And they took him in the fourth. So just a questionable pick. Didn't like their draft at all. That was that was my number two, the Rams. Uh, so my number one overall was, and just because I think they reached, and they had such a great draft last year that I thought that they'd followed up, especially with the quarterback they just traded for. I think I know who you're going to say. The Jets. The, I, they, Spoiler alert, we both have the Jets number one for the worst draft. <laughs> they, oh, he's 25, by the way. He turns 26 in October. Stetson Bennett? Yes. Yeah, so 26 going into his rookie season, fourth-round pick. Fucking crazy. Why even bother? Like, we did that with Brandon Whedon. It was a horrible decision by the Browns Terrible to do decision. it. Why do that? When you have Matt Stafford, you're taking a 26-year-old quarterback? Yeah. I, I just don't get I, it. But, yeah, number one Jets, uh, they reached, extremely reached, on the William McDonald pick. I don't understand it when they when – they, and they came up to it. They they reached for him. I, don't I, think I will they, say they, don't, I, they didn't address any holes in that team. I think they need no. to address. I laughed. I will give them credit. They did take Joe Tipman, um, the center Tittman? out of nice. Wisconsin. They did need a center, so that was it. That was the one good pick I'll give them. But that Will McDonald pick was trash. I fucking almost fell out of my seat laughing at them when they made that pick. What you, All uh, the guys in the room, even my Jet fan friends, hated the pick. Really, nice. except for one, Mike. Mike is just he's a guy that if you could take a shit. Uh, in a Jets jersey, and he's gonna love it because it's the Jets. So he he's the only one. My the, the, my favorite part about this, and this is a, a huge memory that I have from this moment because I laughed my ass off making fun of them, and everybody in our suite because we had like nine people in the room with us when we were watching the draft, and they were loving me roasting that pick. They were literally like in heaven, and my buddy Brian and his son Pat, Jets fans, they were both like, "Oh, what the fuck!" Like they were in disbelief, and then Mike, of course, was like. Oh, uh, I think I saw some mocks where this guy was rated pretty high. Like he was trying to sell it. He was trying really hard. Um, my favorite part about it was the highlight reel they showed for this guy. And this is not bullshit. This is dead serious. NFL Network's highlight package for Will McDonald was a quick clip of him dunking in an LA fitness during a pickup game. 
and three clips of him jumping over SUVs. That's something he does in like viral videos. He jumps over cars. I'm not bullshitting you. They showed zero football highlights. <laughs> And the Jets drafted this guy 15th overall, and the best thing they could show you for him was him reenacting the Dukes of Hazard by jumping on vehicles and dunking at a fucking gym. They had no football highlights for this guy. He was a defensive end. They moved him around a defensive tackle at college. I think he went to Texas A&M. I don't remember. Um, not relevant. He sucks. That's a shitty pick. Bad the, pick. The Jets have turned into the cater to Rodgers team right now. Yeah, I mean they 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 obviously traded before they got Rodgers. They they or they signed Alan Lazard, yep. which was clearly Rodgers telling them to sign him. Today they're signing Randall Cobb. Yep. To which is funny because I, I saw a meme and somebody made a really good point. They were like, or it was a tweet. Somebody's like, okay, so Aaron Rodgers wanted out of Green Bay because of what they were giving him on offense, and he goes to him. the Jets, <laughs> brings that offense with him, and it's like that actually is very true. But he was excited about Garrett Wilson, though. He did say he came out as excited about the the, the routes he runs and, the, and his uh, was. It reminds him of uh, Devontae uh, Adams. Yes, Devontae yeah. Adams, yeah. But yeah, no horrible draft. Will fucking Mc, I just kept calling him because he is. If I'm not mistaken, he's also like 24 years old. Will McDonald. So I just kept calling him Old McDonald all weekend. <laughs> and oh my god, I roasted them the whole time. It was yeah, fucking I don't. Understand the Jets on there, and they are really putting all their eggs in a forty-year-old basket. Um, Don't be hating on your boy now. This is your boy. No, he's he's a Jet. Fuck him. Oh, Fuck okay. Him. Till he no retires. Long, no longer your boy. Till now. he retires, yeah. he's not my boy anymore. I will never pick Aaron Rodgers to win an MVP again. <laughs> I will not do anything of the sort because he's on my shit list. When you're a Jet, I told my buddies that I said there are there are teams I hate in the NFL: Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cincinnati, and the Jets. I hate them because my friends are Jets fans. We talk so much shit to each other. I hate them. I want nothing but bad things to happen in New York sports. Speaking of, Jalen Brunson, I'm coming for you now, motherfucker. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Sorry, you're on the list Yeah, we're now. still on the Jets. And speaking of, Aaron Rodgers was officially traded to the Jets. Is that Jets. the number he's rocking with this year? Yeah, he moved to eight because he feels like 12 is Joe Namath's number. And he wore eight in college, so he decided to go with eight. Did Favre move numbers too? When he... No, he stayed four. No, he stayed at four. Okay. I mean, let's be honest. There's not a lot of retired numbers for the Jets. They're a <laughs> shitty team with a real shitty history. Um, I mean, we all knew this was happening, right? I mean, yeah, no it was surprise. just a matter of time and a matter of compensation and the fact that the the, 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 the package was weird. They flipped first-round picks, so the, the Packers technically had the 15th pick. They got the 13th, and the Jets moved to 15, where they took old McDonald and wasted the pick. They traded a couple extra picks, and one of them being 2024 – it is a second-round pick that can turn into a first-round pick if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps, which more than likely will well, happen. Yeah. Maybe not, because that offensive line for the Jets is shit. It's pure garbage. I'm not going to lie We're to you. We're going to have another famous picture of him on like laying on the side with the strap. There might be a couple. Nose. Their offensive line is ass. Uh, they've got Mackay Becton, who's a piece of shit, who's a bum. Um, who's another guy they did not pick up the option for his fifth year option. It's a very heated night for you right now. Just we New got York. Cavs, Pittsburgh. Every... I had to spend a weekend with New York guys listening to them talk Excuse about the Jets, talk shit Cavs. about the Knicks, so I'm fucking letting it rip today. But when I get to the Cavs, I will say there's going to be more hatred spewed on the Cavs, if I'm being <laughs> honest. But, um, yeah, fuck the Jets. Horrible trade. So, I mean, what does this do for you? Do, you? do you think this gives them an extra two or three wins? I mean, does this put them in potential playoff contention next year? I mean, they weren't. Far off last year. 
No, they weren't. A lot of the games though, they got lucky. I mean, I'm being honest. The Browns game. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, a that once was, in a lifetime yeah. comeback win that they got. Uh, there were some moments that like even like early in the season, I think they got lucky and they like beat the Bengals, didn't they, last year, if I'm not mistaken, or uh-huh. something like that. Like the Jets had some really crazy wins that I don't think would happen again. If you if you played those games a hundred times, ninety-nine percent of those times it's going in the opposite way. direction. So I think they got lucky. Obviously, they Aaron Rodgers defense. Aaron Rodgers is a tremendous upgrade over Zach Wilson. Yes, uh, Sauce Gardner was the defensive player, rookie of the year. Uh, great lockdown corner, so good pick there. They've got Quinn and Williams, who's a really good defensive tackle. That's about it. Their safeties kind of stink. The rest of their corners aren't great. Their linebackers stink. Their defensive ends aren't great. They ended up, I mean, they drafted Old McDonald because the, a couple of years ago they you signed like that. Like that, Old McDonald. <laughs> they signed Carl Lawson, the ex-Bangle, to a huge contract. He immediately tore his ACL. He has not been very good. So a lot of questionable picks on offense. They got the offensive rookie of the year in Garrett Wilson. That's about it on offense. They had Brees Hall, who looked good for like three weeks till he blew his knee out. Of course, my Jet fan friends think he's the next Jim Brown because he had like a, a, a month of good games. Um, he's, their offensive he's line, a bad running back, though. He's not, but tearing yeah. your ACL is really hard to come back from sure. at any position. Running back, it's really hard because yeah. you need that thing to be strong for you to make your cuts, for you to run, to get hit. Uh, it's a really tough injury to come back from. Their tight ends stink. Their offensive line stinks. Every wide receiver, aside from Garrett Wilson, stinks. But our argument, though, is Rodgers should elevate everyone on that team, correct? You would think, but you're only as good as your your surrounding cast, and I don't think the Jets' cast is that great. I mean, to me, the Packers' team was better. The Packers had a better offensive coach or a better head coach. Uh, I, I like um, uh, what the fuck I forgot his name. Their head coach, him. Yeah, him. You guys know who I'm talking about, though. I can't remember his <laughs> fucking name. His brother, uh, Matt Lafleur. His brother is actually the offensive coordinator for the Jets, Brian LaFleur. Um, uh, but I don't think that they're better than the Packers, and he left a Packers situation and didn't well, make the playoffs with them. He's got Packers 2.0 in this team. He brought the receivers that he liked throwing to in, in Green Bay, um, which I would assume Lazar is going to be there too, and I would assume Cobb's going to be the four potential slot. If Cobb know. makes the team, I mean, it honestly will be tough. He's yeah. old. He's not productive. If if they keep him, it's to be nice to to Rodgers, but at that point, then you're hurting your team by put, adding a we roster We took their second-best receiver, I think. You know, yeah. Elijah Moore. Oh, absolutely. We took Elijah Moore. They, I mean, they have – I don't even remember their fucking other wide receivers' names. Corey Davis, I think they still have. Yeah. Their wide receivers aren't very good. So, um, personally, not a fan. I don't like what they've did. What they did adding Aaron Rodgers is you're getting, you know, honestly, you're getting a 40 year old quarterback who not everybody is Tom Brady. I know we watched Tom Brady play. He could play till he's 50. I know we saw that. We think that could happen with anybody. Aaron Rodgers showed his age last year. Aaron Rodgers had the worst year of his career. Um, now my friends that are Jets fans are just blaming that on. He had a thumb injury. That's why. It was just because of an injury. It's not because he's he was 39 going on 40. And he, he needs to do drugs and go into darkness retreats oh, this in the offseason. your friends defending Rodgers here? Yeah. They oh, said, oh, he just had a thumb injury last year. That's why he's Did he any of them buy Rodgers jerseys yet? So my one buddy, he bought a Rodgers nameplate, and he put it on his Elijah Moore jersey because they have the same number. So he he was wearing an Aaron Rodgers makeshift jersey. Of course he was. In in, in, in there. And I, I told him it looked like shit. It was Mike. Of course it was Mike. Of course, Mike. Of course, Mike. Mike, yeah. of course. Um <laughs> But, yeah, so the Jets draft sucked. I don't really like what they did. Uh, the other thing, too, is you're in kind of a jugger, juggernaut of a, of a uh, – Yeah, New England, Miami. In the East. Yeah. It's Buffalo, more than likely going to win the division. Yep. They're great. Miami made the playoffs could, last could year. potentially win a division, too. With multiple backup quarterbacks. That's a team that Mike McDaniel had ready to go to the – they went to the playoffs. They almost won a playoff game with Tyler, uh, Skyler Thompson. They – added some good pieces in the offseason. They've made some trades. They they're they've gotten better. 
a young, good, fast team going up against this guy, 40-year-old. I don't know. And let's be honest, Belichick, even though the Patriots are up and down, knows how to scheme against, you know, quarterbacks pretty well and teams. Knows how to beat the Jets. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And he loves beating the Jets. Yes, he does, and I love seeing it happen, if I'm being honest. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. He's officially a New York Jet, so I hate him. No, no more love for Aaron Rodgers on this show. You'll no never more, hear again. No more MVP, MVP picks for him. I will say, I mean, I made fun of my buddy because my buddy was all excited, Mike, of course, that Aaron Rodgers has gone to, like, every game in New York so far for other teams. So he was at the Knicks games. He was at the Rangers games. Of course They're, he loves being in New York. The Rangers got eliminated the other day, so I sent him the putty from Seinfeld doing the Devils because they played the New Jersey <laughs> Devils. So I sent him that a bunch of times, and I'm like, oh, your boy Aaron Rodgers didn't didn't pan out too well there. We should wasn't get good Mike luck. to call in one time and just uh, just get him on no, the show. No, we, we do not want that. He will, with his thick New York accent, he will talk over everybody, and he'll <laughs> continuously just go, whoa. He just loves talking about Aaron Rodgers, so that's never going to happen. Mike, if you're watching right now, we do not have a hotline anymore. Um, moving on from Aaron Rodgers, uh, some more gambling bullshit happened in the NFL where Multiple players and personnel for the Detroit Lions were busted. Yeah. Busted for gambling. Jamison Williams is facing a six-game suspension. I believe they said this is the, the gambling was not done on football. It was done on other sports, but it was still done at the team facility, which is a big So how are they uh, tracking no-no. I guess, how are they tracking this? Like I'm curious. Like how do they know it was um, done on the facility, like in the facility or by the facility or whatever? Are they really just going in their phones and geo tracking when these things are placed? It's probably it it it's probably not even that in depth. It's honestly it might just be like they're connected to the Wi-Fi and the Lions can see what people are doing and they're like this fucking guy is on DraftKings right now like making bets. It's I, I they know. did again they did it to not only just the I think they, I think it was four players two of them are suspended like six games one of them being Jamison Williams which he was the main guy the other guys were all backups then there were two other guys who got busted who were suspended for a full season and they were immediately cut then there were employees that worked in the in the office and I've, I've I started seeing reports that there are other organizations who didn't want to go public with it because it wasn't players that have had people that work in their front office like smaller roles yeah. obviously not like GMs and shit but they've had guys that have been fired for for uh, betting on sports in their office. So I know that, like, when you're – because, you know, I was just in New York. So when I get to New York, I had to, like, log into a whole different, like, login account. For... Yeah, you have to change your state and all exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. And so I know that these apps check location no matter yep. whenever you log in. So I'm, I'm not conspiracy theory here trying to just make sure I'm, this makes sense to me. But um, I, I believe – I'm sure the NFL and whoever works with FanDuel and DraftKings MGM and probably has – because your name's out there. You have to have your legit name out. Not only do you have no. to put your social security name because you get taxed. Yes. So the government has all your information. You can't so lie I'm about who you if are. if they have some kind of deals cut out saying when these players are logging in, oh, yeah. I need I'm to sure. know where they're at. Because they're all affiliated. So like DraftKings, you see a million commercials. They're right. the official sports gambling thing of these professional sports leagues. Yep. DraftKings ads are all over yes. sports games. They work together. I wouldn't doubt if they had some backdoor connection of just understanding yeah. where everything. What I don't placed. understand for these players, what's let your have your friend do it. Right. Give your friend the money. Or do it at home. No, I wouldn't even do that because you could you'd still yeah. get in trouble. Okay. My thing would just be have your friend bet. If you think you have a good bet, have your friend yeah, do but it. Didn't what's his face have his friend bet for him and they traced it back to him? Calvin getting, Ridley. Yeah. No, I think he was did it, it himself. Was it him? I okay. believe so. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, it was 100 percent him. Which that's another thing to think about is he's back for the Jags next year. That offense is already pretty good. <laughs> now you're adding another really good wide receiver. He that's sat scary. on my bench all last year. He is a keeper of mine. Oh, for sure. That's good value there. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jamison Williams coming in, he missed like half of last season, maybe more, 
because he had an injury late in his college career, was a first-round pick by the Lions, missed most of the season, came back, played for like a month, and now he's suspended good, for six games. Had a good couple games. Yeah. So out of the potential, like, 34 games of his NFL career, he will have already missed, like, 20-something of them. Just more like, value for St. Brown. Crazy. But, you know, right. Yeah, but not good for the Lions. Yeah. Especially when you fucking skip out on taking the number one running back and you take Kamir Gibbs. We, I don't we, understand We that. knew a couple years ago that. that this was going to be an issue, though, because with all sports gambling being so big and it's getting yeah. bigger and bigger and bigger that it's it's going to start hitting these players it's going to start sucks, catching though, them is that i mean you it's should just you shouldn't be allowed to bet on other other, other sports. sports i think you can't bet on your on your own you, you can't bet on anybody in in your league but like they even said that he was not betting on football like if jameson williams is sitting there betting he's in detroit maybe he's bored in the facility and he's like oh the lions play today let me throw 500 bucks on yeah. that just for fun now he's suspended for betting on the Lions, who he hasn't. He didn't talk to anybody. He's yeah. just trying to have fun. T- I think that's shitty. Or, whatever. or that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I get it. So you should be able to bet on other sports. Because they could walk yours. into a casino and drop $10,000 at the fucking roulette table. Right. And that's completely fine. You're but, allowed to do that. But they can go drop $10,000 in UFC anytime they want to. That's technically a sport. Are they allowed to bet on, on, yeah. on that? They do it all. The, they're all like out there talking about money. They've went off all these bets. I didn't know that about uh, fighting and stuff like that. Yeah, I, th- I mean, technically it's a sport, right? But you can they, yeah. they you see these players all the time there, the casinos and on Twitter talking about money they made off certain fights. And just it's just crazy. The um, the rules are fucked hip- up. Hypocrisy. I don't understand it because I mean, at least that's what they said. Maybe they're lying, but there were obviously if he if this all just happened recently, he couldn't have been betting on them. No playing football because there's no football league. Right. So I don't know. I, I, I don't agree with it. I think just don't bet on your own sport, and that's it. Like Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. That's bullshit. Major League Baseball should be ashamed of themselves. They're going to wait till the guy dies. The I know because they said is... he is banned for life. Yep. So as soon as he's dead, that's the key word. he's no longer banned. Real quick um, on football before we move on to basketball here. Sure. Did you see that uh, Goodell could potentially be his last year being commissioner? They didn't really negotiate a, an extension. Yeah, the, he's not really a well-liked dude, and he actually looked really bad. Um in Kansas City on, on TV and all that. He looked, well, he's in Kansas City. So. He looked really like he's aged 10 years overnight. Like he stressful, did not look good. Stressful job, man. You're dealing with the 32 crybabies or how many? I, know, I would happily do it for that amount of money. It <laughs> doesn't sound that stressful to me. Um, but I'm, I'm curious, though, because it, it, they said he did not negotiate an extension. Yeah, he's getting old. I mean, this is about the right age to get, to get out. Uh, it's one of those jobs where you don't want to stay in too long. Yeah. Because then the owners are going to force you out, so right. you don't want that to happen. So you kind of want to go on, on your own terms. I wonder who would be next up. I wonder who it would be. I'm sure they got plenty of guys in the in the waitings. We'll see. Um, I'm sure before it even happens, there'll be leaks of potential people, and we'll be yeah. able to come on here and nitpick and complain about who we think it should be, which I love doing. Um, yeah, well, as Kyle said, let's get to the NBA. We've got a little 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 bit left of our show here, about a half hour, give or take, because we got to be professional today. We are professional um, every day. What are you talking about? Joel Embiid, Tim's favorite NBA player. Yeah, look at that. Won the MVP. Tim, he wants to give you a hug. Tim actually, Tim sent me that picture. He was so, that's his wallpaper on his phone. Aww. He's so happy for Joel Embiid winning his first ever MVP. MVP. Pussy. Not MVP. Pussy. Not to be confused with that. <laughs> um, I think he earned it. I think he should have won a couple years ago. Um, I think it's rigged, but it's fine. Yeah, I mean, they definitely gave it to him to feel nice. Uh, no, they gave it to him because of a bunch of the of the 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 joke it talked earlier jokeage talk earlier this year. Like, okay, okay, we need to cover our ass. Here. We can't let's, give let's, this guy three. Let's MVPs give it in to Embiid, even though I think Jokic should have got it again. But yeah. let's just go yes. give it to Embiid. No, most, I mean most venereo pussy. If <laughs> yes, keep coming up with names. I as love I it. mentioned a few weeks ago, if it goes to Embiid, no complaints. If it would have gone to Giannis, 
no complaints. And if it would have gone to the to the Joker, no complaints. So to me, this is just the NBA's way of saying we have these three great players who are consistently great every year. We got to divvy it out a little bit because they're if, so. If that's the case, compared. then put their names on a fucking wheel and just spin it, and whatever I happens. I think they kind of did, and that's why we've ended up with <laughs> two Giannis MVPs, two Joker MVPs, and now one Embiid. So does Embiid just automatically win it next year to make it fair? I think so. Back to back for all, it's all com- of them. It's coming back, yeah. Moist you, vaginal pathway. <laughs> that sounds like a category on Pornhub. That doesn't even sound like an insult. <laughs> that's what Tim's looking on right now is all his Pornhub searches. Um. The one thing Kyle sent me today, an interesting stat, that uh, LeBron James, first year ever, he received zero MVP votes. Yeah. It means his rookie year, he must have received one. Rightfully so. But he didn't even even win rookie of the year. That was a fucked up thing. Yeah. But first year. Did he? I thought they gave it to Carmelo. No, they... They gave it to Brown. Oh, no, he did win it. What am I thinking of? Oh, no, I'm thinking he didn't make the the All-Star game. That's what he got snubbed with. Um, He didn't make it to the playoffs either. Well, no, that didn't no, happen a lot that early team. in the now season. That, team. <laughs> um, that, uh, that was expected. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, first time ever. He's not had one single vote for MVP. Um, but, you know, what's funny is that watching LeBron play, just watching him play when he was playing in the series against Memphis, and I even texted you. I said, it's crazy. Like, LeBron. Playoff is, LeBron is no joke. LeBron stepped it up, and I love the fact that he, he asterisks, put a little cherry on top, 40 points that last game to close out. Exactly 40 points. Yep. As... Uh, well, well, we'll just skip right into this one. Yeah, As uh, Desmond Bain said, he only respects players Dylan that can Brooks. put up 40. Dil- or Dylan Brooks. I, I kept saying Desmond Bain. You took that sleeping pill, didn't you? Yeah, no, I was tired as fuck last night when I wrote that. I should have said, put a picture, and that would have made me realize I had the wrong player. Uh, but I specifically said, no picture for this one. But yeah, so uh, Dylan Brooks was informed by the Memphis Grizzlies after their elimination that they have that he will not return under any circumstances. They do not want him back. Um He's a really bad player. You see what Shaq said? No. Shaq's like, man, I can't wait for him and Dwight Howard to dominate Tokyo next year. That's no lie. Like, I think, <laughs> I don't think any team in the league will go after Dylan Brooks. There's oh. no chance. You you burnt a lot of bridges this year. You yep. got too cocky. You got I too remember comfortable. It's, it's funny. After they played the Cabs, he was a, I noticed he was dirty. That's the first time he really was on my I radar. fight against. Um, uh, it was uh, Mitchell, wasn't yeah, it? Mitchell, yeah. Yeah. So I came on the show and I talked about that. And then they got into the shit with Shannon Sharp. Yep. And I was like, man, this Memphis team is just really fucking hateable. They're a bunch of fake posers. Yep. Like, they're Fogs, not really tough. Dogs, yeah. Like, I hate this team. Sure enough, they rolled with that whole shit. They tried to live up to that. And then LeBron fucking embarrassed them when yep. it mattered. Um, Grizzlies were the, what, the, the three seed? Second seed. Second seed, that's yep. right. Second seed. And they lost to the fucking Lakers, who a lot of people thought in the beginning of the season, at least, get, yeah, were, were awful. Like, I remember... The Lakers started off like one in ten or something like that. They were terrible to start the year. Everybody and their brothers talking shit about LeBron, and they're like, "Oh, this guy's staying in LA. What an idiot! They suck." Who's laughing now? LeBron not only eliminated the Grizzlies in an embarrassing fashion, he is already up one zero on the on the Golden State Warriors. Won a game last night with the Lakers in Golden State because LeBron did, did, did is that Jordan fucking Poole good. Did Jordan Poole make it out of that arena live last night? I'm just kidding. He shouldn't have. <laughs> that was one of the worst shot attempts I've ever seen. He truly thought he was Steph Curry for a minute, <laughs> and he damn near shot it from the fucking logo, and it was embarrassing. Um, but, yeah, no, Dylan Brooks, he burnt so many bridges. You see, he went on, he like, hated. He, he deleted all his uh, Instagram. He deleted posts. shit. He, he, he left the stadium right away, didn't meet with the media. Like, he's just a pussy, again. Fake thugs. That's what these guys are. That's why everybody hated the Grizzlies. Nobody is upset to see them lose. I don't know one person that's a Grizzlies fan. Um, 
I hate that team. Yeah. Maybe losing Dylan Brooks will make me come back around to be because I like John Moran. John Moran's yeah. fun to watch, but the bullshit character that he was portraying with he Dylan was, Brooks he was just Steven made Adams. him unlikable. I I, I don't Steven mind Steven Adams. Adams. Yeah, he just hurt. I mean, yeah, he just never so, plays. Um, I mean, he just he, looks like he, Aquaman stunt double. I think Dylan he just, lifts guys up. That's about it. He stops fights. He tried to be. Uh, Draymond Green Jr. basically 2.0. Yeah. He tried just to... with less talent. And yeah. I think Draymond Green stinks. And imagine having less talent. Yeah. Like Draymond Green last night, I forgot his plus minus, but it was abysmal. Uh in they that game started, against the Lakers. They, they didn't start him last night, I don't think, did they? I don't remember. I came in late in the first quarter, but I don't think they started him. He no, never I, he never starts, I don't think. I don't remember to be honest. I, yeah. I watched the game, I just didn't pay Either attention. Either way, I'm surprised the Lakers are up one oh, to be honest. So. I love it. I mean, I have the Lakers. I had them beating the Kings, had had the Kings advance. So this is not shocking to me that the I Lakers are winning. You love Mike Brown. That's why we know we know where you're at. We know where you're at with that, Tim. You were like, if you have a head coach like Mike Brown, you're not you're not beating anybody. Um, he's not good in the postseason. No, no, he's not. And as we learned for them, let's rip the band let's, let's let the bandaid off. Let's get into it. And yeah, let's do it. We are here. Um, the Cavs are eliminated. The Cavs season ended last week. A week ago, right now, they were getting their dicks beat in by the by the uh, Knicks. It stunk. I hated it. Uh, I was pissed off. I'm not going to lie. I've said it a million times in this show, and I, I mean it. I I hate losing more than I like winning. Yep. A win is fine, but I can just move on and go to bed. A loss keeps me up at night. A loss pisses me off. It ruins my day. A win, if the Browns win on a Sunday, I'm like, all right, cool. The Browns won. Let's go grocery shopping. Like, my day moves on. If the Browns lose, I'm like... Tara's like, hey, do you want to go? I'm like, no fucking way am I leaving the house. Like, I turn into a different man. Cracks the beer. I'm fucking I'm like, yeah, leaving I'm, the couch. I'm, I'm Will Ferrell in, uh, I'm not fucking in old leaving. school. I get pissed. Like, I ground myself when my Cleveland teams lose. I don't leave. Um, but, yeah, the Cavs, that was, it, it was embarrassing. After game two, I'm like, fuck yes. All right, we got our identity back. We are, the t- we are that team. We don't give a shit. We're going to well, beat the shit out of you. Even game one. Game one, we, we talked about here on the yeah, show. Yeah, game one was close. Game one, we lost by like four points in Cleveland. I text Kyle right after. I'm like, I'm not pushing the panic button yet because it shows the panic button. If they play a little physical, yeah. hit their shots because they shot like shit game one, we're fine. Yeah. What happened in game two? They ass. played physical. They made their shots. Darius Garland scored like 30 points or whatever. We beat the shit out of them. It, we won basically by like 20 points. The score looked better than it really was because we pulled everybody with like five minutes to go. Robin Lopez was out there scoring points in a playoff game. That's all you need to know about how much ass we were kicking. Look good. Then the the wheels fell off. Then reality set in, and to me, it just shows you that this Cavaliers team was not ready for the bright lights. They are a team of posers. Jared Allen is softer than a fresh-baked fucking cake out of the oven from a professional chef, because sometimes the cake might come out a little bit hard if you overcook it. He's my favorite big in the league. I liked him a lot. He was a really nice guy to meet. Uh, he, He signed an autograph for me. He was really nice, but... Luckily, that autograph signing was before this series because I would not have any nice things to say to a Cavalier player right now. And that goes for all of them. I don't want anyone to think that I'm just going to pick on Jared Allen. Evan Mobley, you're young. I'll give you a little bit of credit. You were a little bitch in this series. You did not show up as a a top five draft pick. Jared Allen, you're a seven-footer, and you made Mitchell Robinson look like fucking Shaq in his prime. You should be ashamed of yourself. Isaac Kuro, uh, uh, Karis LeVert, you are who you are. I can't even be mad at those guys. Those are just role players. They shouldn't be touching the ball that much anyway. That was my biggest gripe of the series. Um, there were times in the games where we're down by like eight points, ten points, whatever, with like five minutes to go. We need to ignite a comeback. Where the fuck 
was Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland. Who was the one shooting these threes to try to lead us Levert. back in these games? Karis LeVert and Isaac Okoro. I and couldn't believe too, it. Yes. I, I was literally yelling at my TV like, why the fuck? We're trying to get this offense rolling, and Karis LeVert is the one shooting threes. Why the fuck is the ball not in your star player's hands? Donovan Mitchell, you are a fraud. You are a phony. You are a pretend superstar. You do not show up in the playoffs. That's all I need to see for a player. I thought last year was a fluke when you were with Utah, when Jalen Brunson fed you lunch every day like your fucking dad, I thought, it's a fluke. It's a bad series. He's with Utah. They're not very good. Now he came out. He changed your diaper. He patted your ass with some baby powder. He is your fucking father. You have no issue. Or you have no abilities against Jalen Brunson. It's, it's, it's like watching Space Jam. The Monstars took all the fucking powers. Darius Garland. You were in all. You had one game. What, what did he score in, in game uh, three in New York? 12. 12 points. I don't even remember him getting double digits. Honestly, that's how embarrassing it was. Then there were games with Donovan Mitchell, with Mitchell 11 points in a fucking playoff game. Yeah. In a damn near must-win playoff game to keep your team season alive, you put up 11 fucking points, and you are some superstar that's from New York. You One day you might play for the Knicks because you love the garden and its atmosphere, and you score 11 points in a playoff game. Shame on you. That's embarrassing. This whole team is a fucking joke. I next year is going to be ugly because the regular season will mean jack shit to me. I will not get excited. They could go 81 and one for all I care. And I am not going to give one fuck because they need to win a playoff series. That's embarrassing. This whole team should be ashamed of themselves and shame on JB Bickerstaff who got out coached by Tom Thibodeau, which Tom Thibodeau is a good coach. He's been in the league a long time. Tom come over Thibodeau. I like that, that. His hair is so bad, but <laughs> Uh, uh, JB Bickerstaff had no fucking idea what zero he was doing. Adjustments. He made zero adjustments. And, you know, I'm not one of those guys that's going to say, like, well, if we still had Kevin Love, we'd, we'd be winning. Kevin Love, however, is boxing out Mitchell Robinson. He's getting rebounds, and he's hitting threes. What is something we needed desperately in that Knicks series? Somebody to hit shots and somebody to get rebounds and to box out Mitchell Robinson. I think we were afraid We let Kevin, go- we Kevin Love walk for free. I was pissed about it at the time. But I like Kevin Love, so I wasn't going to be mad at him. But shame on the Cavs for letting him walk away for fucking nothing when your rotation in the playoffs is involving Chetty Osman, Dean Wade, and fucking Karis LeVert or Isaac Okoro, whoever you're deciding to start that day because that definitely wasn't a panic move by Jimmy Bickerstaff, was it? I think Moondog got in there, too. I think Moondog got in there, too. We could have used Kevin Love in the worst possible way, and we let him walk away for nothing. So shame on you, Kobe Altman. Also... J.B. Bickerstaff, you got out coached. You got embarrassed. You made no adjustments. You had no idea what you were doing out there in that series. However, the one thing I will give credit to Bickerstaff on is the fact that it's just the team. The team had no heart. They weren't boxing out. They were getting bullied out there by the Knicks. There's really not a ton the coach can do if the team isn't doing those, those things. Right. You can tell them all fucking day, box out, do this, establish position. But then... My issue, though, with the defense, and I won't get too technical with the X's and O's, Jalen Brunson would do the same fucking move every time. He would go to the elbow, and then the defense would collapse on him, which would leave an open spot for Mitchell Robinson underneath down low, which would either A, give him an easy look at the basket, or B, get him in great position for an offensive rebound. That killed us. J.B. Bickerstaff had no fucking idea how to stop that. I'll tell you how you stop that. You do what the Miami Heat are doing to Brunson, because they're showing you how to stop that. You need to contain your position, box out, 
get a man on Jalen Brunson and just hope he misses the shot. That's all you can really do. You have to just put a little pressure on him and contain. Don't double team. Why were we treating Jalen Brunson like he was prime Steph Curry? We were double, triple teaming at some points, and they fucking killed us for it. Shame on the Cavaliers. This season was a waste. You got the four seed, and you fucking pissed it away. Embarrassing. Shame on everybody in the Cleveland Cavaliers organization. Shame on you, Dan Gilbert, you son of a bitch. Your son with his fucking bow tie. Let's not see him again for a long time. <laughs> Fuck that whole family. Embarrassing. I've got nothing to add to this. Nobody's because... safe when I'm mad, Tim. Yo, Nobody's safe. Nobody's Yo. safe. <laughs> I, 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 I have nothing to add to this. Other than JG. I go hard. <laughs> he goes hard in the paint. He goes hard in the paint, unlike the cat Unlike did. Jared Allen. <laughs> I, I've got nothing to add to this. I, I'm glad. I hope you feel better. Get it off your chest. You probably sat in that one for a while. I've been stewing on that for a week. I will say, though, I was in New York during game three. Walked into a Cavs Cleveland backers bar. All excited. Everyone was there wearing jerseys. Everyone's pumped, talking shit to the, the, the Knicks fans as they walk by. Even a couple came in. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. We're going to win tonight. We're going to walk around New York tonight and just, just have a good time. Yeah, fuck no. We got our asses embarrassed. And walking around after downtown, Knicks fans, are, Knicks fans are brutal. I'll tell you that. I mean, that's the one fucked up thing about this situation is they won a series against the Cavs who clearly, I mean, were, were garbage. The yeah, Cavs were ass. Sure. I'm not denying that. Um, but they they acted as if they won the championship. Oh, yeah. Like they, that's their. I mean, I'll give them credit. That's their first they playoff the victory for I mean, in like twenty years. Honestly, it's been a yeah. long drought for the New York Knicks. So for them, it, it almost was like winning a championship. I suppose yeah, it was. It was not fun in New York during the time because we got our asses embarrassed that night. So really quick, a little off topic. We don't have a, a thing for it, but I just want to talk about how shitty the Guardians have been. I just looked at the score. We were up two nothing a minute ago, and oh, it's now two to two. The Yankees. Well, I mean, the fact that we played, oh, is it what the game that we won? We had one hit through eight innings, and yeah. we had to go through the we had ninth to score inning. In the, in the top of the ninth, yeah. two outs. That's fucking ridiculous. Our offense is trash. Our pitching is actually relatively decent. Um, even though they're, they're, you know, I'll give them credit with that. They're trying to figure some shit out with some. Oh, look at Tim. He's so fucking good. That's why I love this guy. Um, what's uh, what's uh, Bell's batting average now? I haven't. I don't even know off the top of my head. I've, I've just been more so. I haven't been paying attention to individual stats. I've just been more so paying attention to the games because wins and losses are, are my main factor right now. It's early in the season and losses are piling up. We are quickly losing ground to the twins in the division. Not good. Um, luckily the white Sox stink and there's really no other contender. The, the Royals and the Tigers stink too, but the twins are gaining some ground and that's not good. Uh, or, oh, it's two, two bottom six right now. Yeah. We, we let them tie it up. It was two, nothing a little while ago when I was looking Yeah, we got and it's Shane Bieber Bieber's pitching. pitching tonight. Yeah. So that's why I was like, okay, let me check the guardian score really quick. And we fucking let them tie it up. We're going to probably lose. This is another series loss. We keep winning one out of three games. That's not good. I know we start off slow in April. It, you know, it's technically well, maybe, it's you know now. what I mean? We, we usually start off slow May. in the beginning of the season, but this is not good. You can't keep doing this. It's it's embarrassing. The offense is, looks fucking pathetic. Um, figure some shit out. But we have the same conversation every year. I know, know and it, it, I hate because I kind of hate losing. I know, I, I know. Fucking you hate, hate losing, but we have the same conversation with them. And then come end of May, going into June, they start getting together. Then June and July, they're actually a really good baseball team, and, and they play themselves right into a, a solid end of the season. I know, I know. Last year it was like a joke that I was ripping the Guardians, even though they were winning and they were the division winners, and I kept talking shit because it seemed to be like a. Uh, uh, reverse psychology type deal. I mean it right now. This team fucking stinks. I've, I'm fucking irritated. I would take anything Justin says right now serious because he's not very happy. Yeah, no, so. I'm in a bad mood. This is no joke. The, the Guardians fucking stink. They better win tonight. They better win this fucking series. 
Because, again, winning one out of three games is garbage. The Pittsburgh Pirates are one of the best teams in baseball, and that pisses me off because I hate yeah, all things Pittsburgh. Yeah, where the fuck did that come from, by the it, way? It just came out of because nobody knew who they the fuck Andrew these guys McCutcheon are. they have Andrew McCutcheon back on the team? Yeah, they, they, they? they brought him that's back. That's right. I, mean, like, I thought I was seeing like a, an old replay. No, no, that's real. He came back. He shaved his head, I think, a while ago, and he, he went back because he had nowhere else to go. He was old as fuck. Look at him. Um, but he resurrected his career there. There must be something in the water. Piss. Uh, or nuclear waste, if you look at the people from Pittsburgh. Cousin um, semen, something like that's, that. No, that's in the cousin's mouth oh, in, in Pittsburgh. They don't, they don't waste. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the fucking Guardians, man. It's just annoying. I hate watching them lose every night. It's like, what the fuck? Get your shit together, guys. Uh, we'll, we'll have more on that. And deep breath. <sighs> yeah, we'll have more on that. So we're moving on from Cleveland sucking, and now we are just going to get to the entire NBA. Uh, and we're going to go over what's currently happening in, happening in the playoffs. What a weird playoffs this has been. Very strange. Um, I'm not going to lie. Everything I thought I knew Out the window. Is, is gone. Um, so, Tim, if you can throw that bracket up. We got the Bucks. Yeah, I, I down God this, damn it, Tim. <laughs> oh, no worries. No worries. We got time. The Bucks and the Heat, round one. One versus eight. Again. I picked the Bucks to win the championship. I thought they were a damn good I'm team. I'm putting an asterisk next to that game, though. Yeah. That series. Because yeah. of Giannis. But, yeah, I get Yeah, it. Giannis getting hurt, that that fucked things up. Yes. I mean, I think if he was healthy, they, they win it easily. Um, but he wasn't. And, I mean, that's the way sports works. Like, look at the other night. Jimmy Butler hurts his ankle at the end of the game. They win, but he can't play in game two. Right. Joel Embiid can't play in game one. Injuries are part of the game. I'll never use them as an excuse. It just sucks when you make predictions and they fuck up because of an injury. That's when I, and I know all too well when I try to make predictions and I lose a lot of times. Yes. But it usually doesn't happen because of an injury. It's just because of a bad pick, but it's, (laughs) it happens. Thanks. Um, Of course. That's what I do. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so uh, you've got the, in in the East, you had the one seed Milwaukee bucks lose to the eight seed Miami heat. Embarrassingly, honestly, I mean, the heat fucking dominated that series really like Jimmy Butler was, there was a game, I think it was, I think it was game six. I was in Florida. I'm watching it. The Bucks are up by like ten with like five minutes to go. I went to bed. It was like eleven thirty. The game started late. It was the night of the Cavs game. It yeah. was that Wednesday night. So I'm like, I'm tired. I'm like, I'm just gonna get some sleep now. So I'll turn the game off. I'm like, Bucks have this in hand. I woke up to the Heat winning. It went to overtime. Jimmy Butler went off in like the final few minutes. I, I, I didn't realize how great Jimmy Butler can really be. I knew he was good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking Jimmy Butler at all. I've always been a fan. I like his toughness and grittiness. I didn't realize he's capable of what he's doing this year in the playoffs. Yeah, that's insane. He what just he wants did. it. You know? That's exactly it. He's and just a guy good, out there. They have a good coach. Around. They have a good coach in that team. They, I mean, yeah. no one gives him Scott a lot of Spolster credit. Scott is a great coach. I mean, that's the number one thing I said. Um, well, fucking around with my buddies that are Knicks fans. The number one thing I told them in that series, I'm like, you have Tom Thibodeau, the fucking shitty castaway coach that you know gets fired and sucks. They have Scott Spolstra. Or Eric Spolstrom, sorry, you that that that's an advantage right there, and you got Jimmy Butler playing out of his fucking mind. Spolstra never got a lot of credit because obviously it was LeBron. He was a years, super right? team, yeah. so it's like the Phil Jackson thing but of like he's coached that team ever since then to manageable seasons. They went to a finals a yes, couple years ago. Without, they they lost in the bubble yeah. to the Lakers, but he took them to to the finals. Yes. He's continuously made the Heat a playoff team. Um, I thought, they, they have a good I thought, roster, too. I thought when Hero got hurt that I thought maybe I did, that, too. When that he broke his hand, it. I'm yeah. like, this team's done. Yeah, I thought they were done. But, no, they've really picked up the slack from when it, with him not being on the on the court, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, so the Heat have a huge upset. The eight seed beats the one seed. Milwaukee Bucks are done. Obviously, the Cavs and Knicks, we, uh, we don't need to talk about nope. that again. You guys Moving know what on. happened there. The Sixers swept the Nets. That was easy. 
The Hawks took the Celtics to a game seven. Surprisingly, Trey Young decided to do what Trey Young does best, and that's shit the bed for the first couple games, then have a couple 30, 40 point games and make everybody think you're good. And then, and then clutch then it out. Rinse and repeat. Next year, he'll do the same exact thing. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's going to be in a team next year, though. No, that sounds like they, they've made him available and said they are willing to listen to any and all offers for Trey Young. Um, in the West, you had the Nuggets uh, sweep the Timberwolves. That yep. was a pretty easy series there. I think we all picked the Nuggets. Uh, Suns and Clippers. Clippers made it a little more tighter than we thought in the beginning, and then the Suns pulled away. Uh, Kings and Warriors. The I had series, the Kings. The series of the first that round. That was the best round. That was the best Absolutely. series for sure. Went to game seven. Uh, unfortunately, the lights were just a little too bright for the Kings, and you've got a, a, a team. They'll be back next year. You have a four-time champion team with the Warriors for the most part, with Draymond Clay and with Steph and Steve Kerr at head coach going up against a young team that hasn't made the playoffs in 25 years, that's expected what happened, them not being able to finish out in Game 7 because the game was close until, like, midway through the third quarter, then the Warriors just fucking pulled away and ended their season. Steph Curry hit 50? Yeah, dude, he went off. That's a team that, again, they just... Yeah. When you're facing a team that's, that's that good with that much history in the playoffs and you're this young team that's never been there, I should have I should have been a little smarter about that pick, but I, I just hate the Warriors. I can't pick them. Uh, then you had Tim and myself, who were the only two on the show that made sure to pick the Lakers because we understand what Laker playoff LeBron is about. And um, yeah, they, they made it pretty easy, pretty light work dealing with the Memphis Grizzlies there. And you'll love to see it. I love LeBron. I'm so happy that he's winning. And again, he's up. We'll quickly talk about that series. They're up one nothing over the Golden State Warriors after last about night. The, uh, sure, little, we can. The little uh, the white boy in the Lakers team who's fucking playing his ass Austin off. Reeves, baby, Austin he's the Reeves. man. He's a fucking stud. He's a really good player. What a um, what a what a player, man! Just watching him there in that Memphis series, that the heart in that kid. To me, this is just this is the the LeBron James effect. This so? is yeah. this is a guy who gets shit on by by MJ lovers and again, I love both players. I think personally LeBron is the best player I've ever seen. Michael Jordan is right there at number 2. No no denying it. There's no change in my my listing. There's none of that bullshit of like LeBron's not even in my top 5. Guys that say that, I just fucking stop listening to them immediately because you don't know shit about basketball. That's I what heard you're saying. Somebody said they barely put him in a top 10. Then I would t- tell that person then you barely have vision because you don't know what you're watching. Uh, who who said that? We don't need names on here. Yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to put the person on. Cuz I I I'll probably end up roasting him. I, I'm not going to lie. We got we can't talk about that. Um but to me again, it's it's all it's up to me. It's it's individual, whatever. Um LeBron's my favorite player of all time, best player I've ever seen. He makes guys so much better around him. Again, he took that team in 07 to the finals. He used to get uh, Damon Jones, Danielle Marshall to hit clutch shots for him. Danielle Marshall. He he just elevates the people around him. He elevates everybody, and now you're seeing it with Austin Reeves, a guy who most people probably have never heard of. Playing lights out. That's they trade for in LA right now, Rui Hachimura comes into LA. Great. Vanderbilt. All these guys that most people had never heard of. They bring to the Lakers and they're all great players now. Not great, but they're they're doing they're fitting they're into doing their what they roles need to do in like the playoffs. To, yeah. yes. Anthony Davis and LeBron James are clearly the captains of the ship and they're dominating and they're doing what they need to do. And then you have these other guys who are stepping up and doing extra things in the playoffs, which is what great players bring out of you. Yes. So my man LeBron doing it again for the Lakers. Now they're 1-0 up against uh, Golden State, which, hey, we've seen this matchup before. LeBron you versus Steph. love Tuff. to see it. 
Uh, the other game or uh, a series in the West is the Nuggets being up two nothing over the Suns. Did not see that coming. No, I thought they'd I be a little tighter. I did not see that coming either. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Chris Paul's out for is the he? next few games. Is he? Somebody posted that. I don't know if it was true or not. I didn't see it anywhere. Let's see here. We're gonna have to look that up really quick while we do our homework here. But it's I not so it much advance. that they're up two nothing, but the the Nuggets are dominating the Suns. One hundred percent. I mean, Jokic is just so fucking good. Um, yeah, Suns expect to be without Chris Paul for multiple games. Oh, that that. So that's it. That and that's, Nuggets got that series then. Hate to say it, but that's the Chris Paul effect. That guy just can never complete the job in the in the playoffs. He's he's always struggled. He's the, the last guy Should from stick to the State Farm commercials. He's the last guy from the banana boat with uh, Mello, Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade, not Mello. Mello wasn't on the banana boat because he doesn't have a ring. Oh, it was um, what? It was Bob. Bosh. Yeah, Bosh. It was Bosh, Wade, and uh, LeBron and, and Chris Paul, and he's the last one in the banana boat to not have a ring, and it ain't happening this year. It doesn't look like it, so that's a bummer because uh, I had them going to the finals. But Sixers I guess are matter. up one nothing against the Celtics. That's a Sixers going on are up one nothing. That game is actually happening right happening right now, and uh, the Sixers are down forty two to thirty six here in the second. Uh, close game. Joel Embiid missed game one, but he is back tonight, and it's kind of ironic that so, now they're losing. Not We already have our picks in, but if you had to quickly, because then we have to get to the tip If here. we were re-racking? If we were re-racking. So now we're into the next round here. We already have a game or two played. Who do you have going into the finals now? I would do Lakers-Sixers. Lake? Really? I'm not fucking around with my love for LeBron. I can't pick Jokic. I just can't do it. I like to think Anthony Davis is going to be able to kind of control Jokic. Okay. And when you have two caliber, two players that are that good, like DeAndre Ayton's good, but he's nowhere near an Anthony okay. Davis. So I think Jokic against a Davis who can close out, who can get rebounds, who's athletic as fuck, who Jokic is not going to be able to stop. And then you add who's got the other best player, yeah. LeBron. Jamal Murray. Yep. Yeah, give me LeBron a thousand times out of a thousand in that one. So I just want to see the storyline. Like I said last time, it'd be kind of cool to see the storyline, the Cavs versus LeBron. But give me LeBron maybe, versus the Heat. Maybe we'll do that next week because our boards are so fucked. Maybe we'll re-rack. re-rack. Well, let's do a re-rack. Let's do that. <laughs> we should have done that by round instead of going for the whole playoffs. We should have just done by re-racked. round. Re-racked. But I, I, give, me, give me LeBron Actually, against the Heat. Actually, since these, these, these are all going on, let's do that really quick. You guys want to do a re-rack? Let's do it. All right. I'm with it. All right. I'll write these down here. Let me jot it. I'll do it on the back. We got Nuggets and Suns. I think that one's going to be pretty easy. Yep. So I'll go Justin. I'm going Nuggets, obviously. Yep, Nuggets for me. Kyle, Nugs. With, with sweet and sour sauce. Nugs. Extra Nuggets. Make that a 20-piece from a man, Tim, over there. Nugs. And then uh, in the bottom, Lakers, Warriors. Me, personally, I'm going Lakers. Tim, I think I know who you're going with, right? You do. Our boy LeBron, Kyle, begrudgingly. It, it is sounds a like. tough game, though. That's a tough series. Like honestly, for me, I look at it as they stole home court advantage yesterday, and I think that that's. I just I can't go against LeBron. I fucking right. love him. I, I I can never pick the Warriors in anything. It could be like the Warriors are playing Parma High School. Give me and I'm the like, Lakers. Yeah, give me Parma. I, you know, I went there. I think they have a chance. Give me the Lakers. All right, Lakers for Kyle, and then in the East, you've got the Heat and the Knicks. I'll start. Give me the Heat. Jimmy Butler should be back on, I believe they play on Saturday. Um, he did not look happy after that game. The Knicks barely were able to beat the Heat's backups without Tyler Hero, without Jimmy Butler, and they were full strength. They had Julius Randle back, Jalen Brunson played, everything. You had Jimmy Butler into that mix. I think if, if Jimmy Butler would have played on Sunday, it's already a 2-0 series. I think the Heat right, are going to would sweep. I didn't mean to talk you into it, but we'll uh, we'll go with it. Tim? The Heat, um, but I want to say the the Knicks 
have shown they can make the adjustments. They especially can, especially they, that Jalen Brunson guy, right? After yeah. after eliminating the Cavs the way that they did, they are on my hate list forever. So I'm, I'll never pick <laughs> them either. Them and the Warriors are kind of in the same boat. Uh, and then we've got Philly and the Six, the Celtics. Or, and, uh, the Celtics. Okay, Kyle's taking the Celtics. I'm gonna Ooh. go Philly. Give me that MVP. This is also tough. Uh, it's a very. It is a tough one. Harden is actually playing this year, um, but yeah, shit. Give me Philly. <laughs> Philly. <laughs> Got to keep that wallpaper safe. All right, so fun. I'm going to write down round two. Okay, right. so we'll, re- we'll, we'll redo it every time. Okay, I like that, though. That's a good call. Uh, all right, so those games are underway. Uh, excuse me. We'll keep you posted on all that going forward. And uh, without further ado, because, again, we're trying to be professional. We're going to wrap up right at 9 o'clock. Let's do just the tip, everybody's favorite segment. We're going to start off with my man, Tim Buck 2. I have a feeling I know what he might be talking about, when this event will happen, and where. That's up to him to tell you. Take it away, my friend. So I'm actually going to talk about the buffet this week. No, I'm just joking. Hell <laughs> yeah. Now you're speaking my language. <laughs> um, Well, it, it's going to be a buffet of jokes because I'm talking about comedy, just like always. Yes, sir. Um, the unapologetically funny and Lex Vegas' birthday show. Ooh. Um, it's going to be May 20th. It's at the Old World Tavern, free admission again. Um, Old World Tavern will always be free. So come in and see incredible lineups that you would not see for free usually. Um, but this one is going to be Lex's birthday, and he's actually getting on stage this this time. He's, he's doing a set? He's going to do a set. No shit. Uh, it's a birthday set, so I'm guessing we have to roast him a little bit. I don't have to really roast him, but I'm, I'm going to get to talk about how I work with him every week and how terrible it is to do that. I love it. <laughs> you know, for me personally, I love it when a nice Redline radio host will actually go through with a roast when they ask people to do it. No names, please. <laughs> so, <Nah>. None. <laughs> um, uh, but it's going to be a great show. We got I Holla. Um, I forgot that the next guy's name. He's he. I haven't heard him yet, but they were just talking about him on the show yesterday. Keith Silly, Ray Mel Adams, Church Boy, who Lex now um, manages, um, uh, Ulysses Dickerson, myself, and Sean Showtime, um, as, well as, as well as Lex, on May 20th at 8 o'clock at the Old World Tavern, man. It's going to be a great time. Every time we do the Old World Tavern, it's always a pretty good crowd. Um, it's amazing, man. You should come out and enjoy yourself, man. That is awesome. Definitely check that out, especially Lex Vegas is a staple at Redline Radio, how, so make sure you go Lex? check that out. Uh, you know, honestly, I don't even know. <laughs> the ageless bad. one right. the ageless wonder but no definitely go check that out redline radio he he's a huge part of it he's a huge help with everybody he uh he's constantly putting shows together helping yeah. people out promoting um so definitely go check that out wish him well for his birthday that is may 20th may 20th may yeah. 20th old world tavern Three weeks. and that uh that leads us to kyle um so mine is a show um me and my wife just started watching this we've we've heard about it for a while now we just never got around to watching it um if you liked house back in the day with hugh laurie a great show this is like that just with a kind of a different twist on it but instead of like having a i mean they're both geniuses a smart ass uh doctor who just knows everything uh this young guy has autism um he is an autistic doctor who also has a different type of uh, not disease but issue that he um he has uh, a photogenic memory he remembers everything so he went to medical school knows he has it's a good problem to have, it sounds yeah, yeah, like. Yeah, absolutely. But it's a good show. Um, we're th- five, seven, six, six episodes into it so far. Um, good storylines. I mean, it's still the first season, but I, I will say that it's worth a watch. 
Um, they're hour-long episodes. If you like kind of the medical uh, drama shows, you know, back in the day, ER and House and stuff like that, it's worth watching. So uh, each show has a unique type of issue with it. Um, his storyline's kind of building. is getting more comfortable. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely worth watching. So if you get a chance, check it out. Check that out for sure. Uh, my tip this week is kind of a... It's a obviously spoiler alert for those of you that didn't really catch on. It wasn't live. It was pre-recorded. We did announce before we did it that we were doing a pre-recorded show. So if anybody actually thought it was live, uh, hats off to us. That just shows us that we're great actors. Um, but I did do a I did a review last week for Evil Dead Rise, the new movie in the Evil Dead franchise, and I did it before the movie had even come out. So I clearly hadn't seen it yet. Uh, but that weekend after it came out, I did go and see it before I went to Florida. And it was fucking awesome. It was really cool. I really liked what they did with it. It does not take place in a cabin. It takes place in an apartment. Um, it is gory. It, it To me, it mixed the original from the 80s with um, uh, Bruce Campbell with the remake from 2013. It was had some, like, super, like, not scary. Like, I don't know. Horror movies don't scare me, so I don't want to sound like... It's hard for me to word it properly, but it had some like good horror moments. Jump scares, and potentially. There were some good jump okay. scare moments. It had some jump scare moments. It had some like freaky, creepy moments that like make you make your skin crawl a little bit. Um, it had some humor to it. It had some outrageous shit. It had a ton of blood and gore. Um, but overall, it was really cool. Just the story was fun. The way they did it was really, really uh, well, well done. The woman that plays the the woman that gets possessed there, she was fantastic. She was actually really good. All of the kids in the movie and the other actors and everything, everybody was great. Um, overall, it was really cool. I liked it a lot. Uh, I, I recommend it a lot. I, I rated it today on IMDb. I gave it an 8 out of 10. Really liked it. So make sure you check it out. Keep horror alive. Go see it in the theater. And um, my, the rumor is that it did so well, they're already planning to come out with another one, which is awesome because they did such a fucking good job with this. So sooner the better. I really wish Campbell would have made a kind of a comeback. You know? So he did. I, I, won't, I won't say it on did air, but I out? think... I think I know where he was in the movie. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll tell you after. Because it, it's not a huge spoiler, but I still don't want to be that guy. The movie's only been out for a week. I don't want to do that. Uh, I actually have a second tip, kind of. I just kind of want to... It's 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 going to sound like I'm bragging, and I don't, mean to, I don't mean for it to sound like that. It's more so just explaining my experience at Disney. I want to tell all of you, if you ever get the chance, go to Disney. That was so much fucking fun. I was honestly kind of skeptical of, like, I'm an adult. Like, how fun is Disney really going to be? It was awesome. Like, as soon as I came back, I literally looked at, at Tara, my wife, and I'm just like, we need to start planning another trip to Disney. Like, I loved it. It was the one thing, though, that it, it's expensive, A. B, my friend was gracious enough to do a VIP tour for us. He told me the price of that VIP tour, and holy shit. But when you break things down with your trip and, and this and that, it would be worth it. What the VIP did was it got us a personal tour guide who drove us to each park in a Disney van. Oh, boy. And we, it was not Mickey. It was an actual person. His name was Ray. He was fucking awesome. Um, but you get your own personal driver to take you to all the parks. You don't go in through, like, the front entrance and, like, scan a ticket and wait in lines. He literally pulls you through all the back entrances. You go in through a back entrance and exit. Um some of the rides, he literally will wait for you outside with just bags of water. That's all, like, included. I know bottles of water being included on a, a trip or on, a, on an event that costs a lot of money doesn't sound that appealing, but when it's hot as fuck and you're in Disney, it's a great thing. Um, every ride, all I got to ride all of the top rides. I rode Guardians of the Galaxy. I rode all the Star Wars rides, uh, Rise of the Resistance, Smuggler's Run. 
I rode Haunted Mansion. I rode Test Track. I rode Avatar. I rode the new Tron ride that had only been open for like two weeks. I got to ride literally everything we wanted. We just cut all the lines. We got to go right up to the front. The VIP thing is so fucking worth it. Um, but even if you can't do that, if you can just go to Disney, do it. It's so clean. It's so nice. There's detail in everything. It's beautiful there. I really had the time of my life, honestly. So if favorite, you ever get a chance. Favorite ride? Did you see my buddy Pluto? I did, actually. I saw Pluto. I actually, uh, the one funny story, we were walking by in, in Hollywood Studios on the way to Star Wars, and there's Goofy. And if you've ever seen the movie, Goofy movie, yeah. there's Powerline, the singer. Yeah. So we're walking by, and I go, oh, shit, it's Powerline. And our tour guide turns around, and he goes, He's like, so many people don't know his name. He's like, that's awesome. So I'm like, yeah, I love the movie. Like, I watched it all the time when I was a kid. We go ride the Star Wars rides. We're coming back, and he just goes, hey, do you, you want to go get a picture with Powerline or anything? Like, you can just cut everybody. And I'm like, no, I can't cut a bunch of little kids to get a picture with Powerline. <laughs> I'm like, thank you, though, but I can't do that. That's I'm one thing I would do. you wouldn't be like, yeah, fuck those kids. No, cutting. That's such a good song, such a good movie. Cutting everybody to get to the rides was amazing. That felt so looks? good. Oh, 100%. Like, Haunted Mansion especially. And, and Tower of Terror also. The lines were, like, outside, stretched all the way down. We walked in through the exit and just went right on. We cut everybody. And people were just, like, staring us down. <laughs> it's such a good feeling. Uh, but my top five rides in order were um, Guardians of the Galaxy, number one. That was the best ride by far. Number two was uh, Toy Story Mania. That ride's fun as fuck. So you have two people in your cart, two on this side, two on the back, and you're p- playing against each other. And it's a digital game where you're, like, shooting, and you wear, like, your 3D glasses, and it's just like you're at a carnival, and you're playing this game where you're shooting balls at, like, targets, and it's just fun as fuck to compete against people. That's awesome. So that one was awesome. I love that. Number three was Avatar. That ride was amazing. Um, Number four, probably Rise of the Resistance was awesome. It's like you're in a Star Wars movie. And then number five is Haunted Mansion. That's always one of my favorites. So go to Disney. It's great if you ever get a chance. Um, Those are my tips for the week. Thank you, everybody, for watching. We really appreciate it. We're happy to be back. We will more than likely have a show next week, but we'll keep you all posted on social media. On behalf of everybody at Talking About Balls, Mommy's with the maggots now. Bye, everybody.